Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Everybody Needs a Hobby Part 17 by George DeBuilder Chapter 31 Late Saturday morning mid-December I woke up alone and immediately I didn't like it. Stretching all four appendages, the sheets were cold. I didn't like it. Admittedly, I'm spoiled and I knew this day was coming, but still, I didn't like it. I forced myself to get out of bed. Actually my morning would force me out of bed and I shuffled into the bathroom to pee. I stood there waiting, waiting for the soft warm body to nestle against my back, her delicate hand taking charge of my cock and giggling as she directed the warm stream. She wasn't there. I didn't like it. It took a couple minutes in the big, lonely shower for all the cobwebs to wash away and with a big sigh, I gave in to the fact that for the first time in I don't know how long, I was all alone. Alone in this house, built within a massive brick warehouse, that served as my, no, correction, served as the home of Brit and my photography business. It also was home to Gina and Kate's online swimwear company. I used to savor my privacy, languish in the silence and solitude. Now I felt lost. Late last night I put my girls on a red eye to the East Coast so that they could spend the winter holidays with their families. They had begged me to come with them, but work and in all honesty, unknown personal complications that may arise. Well, it just seemed easier to not be the trigger of some uneasy questions for the girls. We all live together and although Brit is my main squeeze, to borrow an old term, Gina and Kate are just as important to me. The last couple weeks have been a blur. Thanksgiving was a holiday I won't be forgetting any time soon and the girls had to finish up their semesters and get ready for the trip home. The part about school and the trip prep were pretty straightforward. Brit and I dialed in what I was supposed to accomplish while she was gone. There were a few shoots to do and I had some computer work I needed to get done and finish a couple of jobs. She said she'd even trust me with billing if I let her look at it first. Kate and Gina scurried around and made sure they were caught up with all their pending orders and filled me in on any deliveries that might come in. Being an online business, they could pretty much do everything but the physical handling of goods from their parents' homes, so they were pretty comfortable with leaving the business behind for a while. We also thought about doing our own Christmas early but decided that it could wait until after they returned and I was thankful for another few weeks of procrastination. Shopping is clearly not one of my strong points. Even though all the business burdens were lifted and Christmas had been rescheduled, the girls seemed to be overly concerned with my well-being while they were gone. It didn't matter that they had been in my life for such a small percentage of it and that I had managed to take care of myself those many years. The three were convinced that I would be like a lost puppy while they were gone, wandering aimlessly, nose to the ground, searching for the comfort they have brought to my life. And now that I walked into the kitchen and found there really was no one there but myself, well damn it, they may have been right to be concerned. The girls however did have an ace in the hole and they had stacked the deck before they took off for a few weeks to get reacquainted with their loving families. The winning card was named Becky and she and the girls, behind my back by the way, they had a master plan laid out that would keep me in check. No playing for this mouse while his cats were away. Truth be told, in a matter of a couple days, I'd have probably gotten over my lonely funk and buried myself in work, resorted to meals from the freezer and rediscovered online porn and my talented right hand. 
Any normal girlfriend would have been fine with this, even happy that her man would more than likely be climbing the walls waiting for her return and she'd be treated like the gift from God that she thought she was. But then, Brit's not normal, is she? At least not when it comes to relationships. Fifty years ago, she could have been the stereotypical hippie, with free love and all that. Her take on love and life are idyllic, and to some would seem maybe a little naive. But in the end, it works and if you're blessed enough to be part of her life, then you count your lucky stars every day. My life had indeed changed since I met the love of my life. My hobby, photography, became my career and I was now one of the lucky ones who loved what they did for a living and was rewarded monetarily as well. And with her also came that love for life and living and living to her meant freedom to love and make love, and boy did she know how to make love. And again, I doubt there is an honest soul on this planet that has not fantasized about the life I now lead, and somehow, I am lucky enough to be actually living it. Back to reality, it's still too quiet in the house as I rummage around in the fridge for something for breakfast when the phone shatters the silence, my spirit somehow lifted by the obnoxious ringtone. I glanced at the caller ID and my spirit now soared. Hi, Becky! I chirped into the phone, evidently a little too chipper. Hey, George! She replied with a little apprehension in her voice. How's things? Did you get our girls off last night? Yeah, I said, taking on a cocky tone. I'd have hooked my thumbs under my suspenders if I had any on, much less a pair of pants to hold up. It wasn't easy, but they all were satisfied and walking a little funny when I dropped them off at the airport. Good lord, she laughed. I called to make sure you were okay and not down in the dumps or suicidal now that you were all alone with none of your playmates to take care of you. Yeah, I'm okay. Slipping back into honesty mode. It was a bit odd waking up alone and this place is so damn quiet. I mean even when the girls were all still asleep, the place still seemed, I don't know, alive somehow. It's just kind of weird, but I guess I'll get used to it. It won't be for that long. No, you're right, they'll be back before you know it but you know you don't have to be alone all the time. She voiced a little more sultry now. Yeah, I know. Now back to my normal asshole self. But I already told Brit I don't want a damn cat. All that fur and litter boxes and stuff. Oh my god! She spewed into the phone. I was afraid she was really mad. If Brit and the girls hadn't asked me to, well, to look after you while they're gone, I'd just, well, you could just take matters into your own hand. She finished and I could tell she was proud of that last part. Okay, okay. I laughed. You win and for your information, I was thinking of just that a while ago. What was that? She laughed back and then slipped into the seductive redhead mode. You need a little of this tight little pussy of mine? We haven't seen each other since Thanksgiving and you were thinking about me riding your cock out on the porch swing, weren't you? No, actually I was thinking about how I was all alone and I'd have jerk off to some porn. But now that you say it, I do have those tapes your aunt so nicely put together for us. All right, wise ass, but really, and don't you tell Brit, but they did say that they would be okay with it if I came over and kept you company, you know. I thought it was sweet that she wanted to make sure you got a little while they were gone, and I'm more than willing to do my part for your mental and physical well-being. Well, thank you for that. I smiled into the phone. And yeah, I've missed seeing you. Seems like Thanksgiving was a long time ago, and well, it was a little different. A couple weeks ago Thanksgiving holiday I'd had a wild evening with her Aunt Virginia the day before the big meal. It wasn't completely unexpected and all parties, with the exception of Aunt Ginny, had agreed that Ginny would take the lead and if it led to, well, if it led to me screwing her brains out six ways from Sunday, well then so be it. And it did, even though it was a Wednesday. The rest of that day and the next, the holiday weekend was kind of muted, 
particularly when Jeannie was around. But after laying out an impressive Thanksgiving spread around midday, she left us with the cleanup, announcing that she had to get back to town and be ready to open the store for the big sales day that always follows Turkey Day. That's not to say that sex was off the table for the rest of us. I did enjoy trying to master making love in a porch swing, Becky straddling my lap in various positions, both of us grunting and groaning as we worked to get each other to cry out first. I won by the way. We spent all day Friday and Saturday naked, fornicating all over the farm. There were little hints and innuendos dropped regarding my and Ginny's foray, but nothing direct. We made sure to visit the barn and added some footage to Aunt Ginny's collection. Despite being late November, it was warm out and we were hot and sweaty. We teased and played in the wash area with the hose and the cool water felt great. At one point, Britt, Gina and Becky were chasing each other with the hose and I spotted Kate with her back to me, bent over looking at God knows what. Her perfect little pussy glistened between tight little butt cheeks and my cock responded instantly. Ever so carefully, I snuck up behind her, and when I was close enough, I wrapped one arm around her waist and nudged my heart on between her cheeks. Ready for her to bolt, I put my other hand on her hip, but her only movement was to wiggle her ass. I wondered how long it would take to you take the bait, she said, working her ass against me. Something about this barn, the smell of hay, something just makes me horny. Still bent at the waist, she reached between her legs and grabbed my cock, stroking it slowly. Guess it gets to you too, she moaned, rubbing the slick head against her clit. No, I don't think that's it. Both hands now on her ass and I spread her cheeks and looked down at her perfect asshole and wet pussy lips. I let my hands slip over her butt and my thumb toyed with her ass, she moaned, pushing back. Whatever it is, I need you to fuck me again. She stuttered as she lined me up with her slick slot. Happy to oblige, I slowly slid my entire length into her welcoming pussy. Hold it there. She mewed as she wiggled her ass, pushing and pulling minutely. One of the horses in a stall whinnied and I glanced over to see it shake its head, its mane flying like any one of my girl's long hair. Giving me an idea, I leaned over and gathered up Katie's ridiculously long mane, appropriately done up in a loose ponytail. I pulled back on her hair slightly, and she whinnied and bucked back, taking all I had to offer. Ride me, she grunted, looking back over her shoulder, her brown eyes glowing. I reined her in and walked her forward a couple steps till she could grab onto one of the stalls. Now I was ready to ride. Her hair in one hand, I began to ride a slow canter. Katie moaned her pleasure as I gave her all my length with each steady stroke. Yes, baby, my Steve moaned. Faster, baby, faster. I closed my eyes, concentrating on my ride and then heard a gasp and detected a little movement to my right. Two stalls down, Don, the ever-horny donkey had his front legs up on the galvanized pipe stall fence and his impressive pecker laid across one of the rails and the girls were mesmerized by the sight. A previous lesson by Becky on animal husbandry and such left little to the imagination as to what Don was up to. I turned my attention back to the task at hand and shifted gears, driving my steed hard whipping her on with a slap to the ass. Jesus! She cried out, giving me a look shoulder. I gave her another wallop as she stared at me and with a determined look, she looked back straight ahead and began to pound against me as I drove hard into her. Our joining made wondrous slurping sounds, her tight cunt laying on the juices, her engorged pussy lips coating my hard cock as it pistoned in and out. Suddenly the stall fence rattled and shook in both my ride and I looked down the rail. Don was full into it, riding that slick steel pipe for all he was worth. His baby burrow maker was obscenely big and otherworldly as he rocked the fence, snorting and huffing. 
My own ride was now doing the same as I once again turned to my own business, oddly uneasy about watching another guy get his rocks off. Releasing Katie's lush mane, I grabbed her hips and drove for home. Fuck me, baby. Kate cried as I felt her pussy walls convulse, her orgasm looking for mine. Kate couldn't help but to steal glances at Don as he was now slamming against the fence at a fierce rate, so hard I feared briefly that we might have a structural failure on our hands, but the fence builders had earned their money. Free to concentrate on my ride once more, I got another firm grip and picked up the pace. The little one's greedy snatch was unrelenting, strangling my cock, determined to take what was mine and take it deep. Sweat dripped off my face and chest, down the crack of her sweet ass and then like the crack of a whip, it hit and time stood still. My butt clinched, muscles tightened in my gut as we both felt my cock prepare for delivery. Her pussy spasmed nonstop, milking me until I delivered, my cock erupting, spewing rope after rope of hot jizz into the depths of my favorite little pixie. Katie literally howled as she felt my hot load blasting her cervix, deep within. Simultaneously, there was a loud snort, and the fence quit moving and out of the corner of my eye I saw a fountain of milky white spew outward into the barn. Ready to pass out, I closed my eyes and doubled over, resting on Kate's sweat-covered backside. Her little body was trembling and I knew she was probably having trouble holding onto the rail. Reaching down, I found enough reserve and wrapped my arms around her again and then slowly rolled us to the side until we were lying on the cold concrete, my dick still buried inside her happy snatch. We curled up into a spooning fetal position and just lay there, catching our breath, loving the coolness of the concrete floor. I nuzzled my face into her neck, parting the lush forest of hair with my nose. Are you okay? I whispered. Her pussy gave me a loving hug. Better than okay, that was incredible. She whispered back. I kissed her warm neck and fondled her tits as we slowly came back to reality. The other three were talking softly and giggling somewhere behind us. I've never seen anything like that. One of them said softly, like they were keeping a secret. Yeah, I heard, recognizing Becky's voice. I've never seen one come in midair like that. I've helped collect semen and I've seen them running out in the yard, but that was a first and pretty impressive for such a little fella. Yeah, but it was so violent. This time Gina's speaking a little louder. I've seen videos of horses mating, and other animals, like on nature shows, but that was almost scary. Yeah, it was pretty wild, Becky answered. I think the reason it was that way was because of where it happened. I mean, when they are naturally mating, the male is still pretty anxious to get it done, but he's got the female to lean into, and she's pushing back. You remember I showed you the mount we use when we collect the semen, it acts like the female. Don jacking off on the fence was actually pretty impressive considering he didn't have much to lean into. If you think about it, the only friction on his cock was the post and rail, a poor substitute for the real thing. That was probably the weirdest part of what was a different kind of weekend, but all in all, it was pretty fucking awesome. Back to now. So, the girls asked you to babysit me. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, how odd, those are just the words they used, wise guy. No, I'd call it babysitting, but I can't do it full time, so you'll have to take care of yourself most of the time. Think you can do that? She said in sultry tone. Well, if I have to. I sighed. So what's up with you? The girls really haven't said anything about Thanksgiving and I guess I'm kind of wondering how things are with you and your aunt. It's obviously none of my business but I think we were all a bit apprehensive about how things would change after, well you know, after. She laughed. You're so cute. Everything is fine between us and yeah, it's different now, but a good different. I'd go into details but I'm calling from work and I don't want to talk about it over the phone, 
So I was thinking, I have tomorrow off, so would it be okay if I invited myself over? I'd even cook you dinner? Yeah, that would be great. I found myself replying enthusiastically. I can probably make it through today by myself. I've been rummaging around in the kitchen here and I think I need to make a grocery run. What were you thinking about for dinner tomorrow? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Uh, I make a pretty good stir-fry so how about that? You can decide on chicken or shrimp or something and whatever kind of vegetables you like. And you guys have a rice cooker too, right? That and a little wine and maybe some fortune cookies and we'll be good to go. That sounds great. I said, and yeah, I have a rice cooker and I'll check, but I think there's jasmine rice in the cupboard. There's a great little Asian market nearby, so I'll just go there. I'm really looking forward to it. About that time, my stomach growled and Becky could actually hear it over the speakerphone. All right. She giggled. Sounds like you should probably find something to eat before then, and I've got someone walking toward the counter, so I'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Love you too. I answered. I managed to find some cereal in the cupboard and with a couple slices of sourdough in the toaster, and the coffee maker churning away, I was set. I just finished eating and was putting the dishes in the dishwasher when my cell chimed Brit's custom ringtone. My heart skipped a beat and I dove for the phone. Hey lover. I said happily into the blackberry. Uh, hey babe. She quickly replied, followed with. I've got you on speakerphone, so I thought I'd better call in and let you know we got here all right. I caught her warning and proceeded cautiously. Great, good flight, your luggage got there? Yep, everything went fine and I'm glad you found us the direct flight cause we all slept straight through. I wanted to make some kind of remark about how a marathon sex session always leads to a good night's sleep, but I kept it to myself. So you're on your way home? I quickly tried to do the math and failed miserably. Yep, we were all met at the airport and we split up from there. I'm with mom right now, say hi. Oh shit. Oh, hi Mrs. Ryan. Well, hello to you too, George. It's so good to finally talk to you and hear your voice. Brittany has said so many good things about you and I'm sorry you couldn't make the trip with them, but I understand, work comes first. I couldn't tell from her voice whether the work comes first comment was said with admiration or disappointment. Well, I really would have liked to have made the trip, but we did have a lot of jobs booked, and it was really important for the girls to come back home during the break. My mind suddenly seized as I tried to recall what Britt's mom, or the other's families knew about our living arrangement, and I stopped breathing waiting for her to say something. The pause was agonizing. Well, maybe next time you can make it back here. Anyway, thanks for taking care of my girl and getting her home safely. We'll talk to you later. Uh, okay, bye. I managed to say before Britt came on the line, the speakerphone off. Hey babe, anyway, thanks again for everything. Speaking softly and dragging out the last word, the implication noted. I'll talk to you later, okay? I was still cautious as I answered. Okay, I'm glad you made it okay and you make sure and have a good time while I stay here and work all alone. I tried to sound as pitiful as I could, but she wasn't buying it. Yeah, while well, you stay busy but get some rest too. I'm sure you'll find some way to entertain yourself while I'm gone. She whispered and then snorted a giggle. I could visualize her turned away from her mom, forehead mashed against the passenger window. Okay, I now whispered. Have a good time, but know that I love you and can't wait to get you back home. Home, she sighed. All right, talk to you later, babe. Love you. Love you more. She whispered again, followed by the sound of a kiss. My heart ached. Sunday morning while well, I made it thorough day one of my roommate-free period. Only twenty more days to go. Shit, I shouldn't have done the math. Twenty more days without my Brit, my girls? 
I managed to keep myself occupied for most of the day with computer work upstairs, editing photos for clients, and then in the afternoon, I went to the market to pick up the ingredients for the meal that Becky had promised, and I was really looking forward to it. Not so much the meal, although Becky proved she was pretty proficient in the kitchen over Thanksgiving, but more for the companionship. I vowed to myself after I got off the phone with Britt yesterday that I wouldn't whack off while they were gone, and when I found myself muttering to no one last night, I added that I would not let the loneliness lead me to talking to myself either, no matter how entertaining the conversation would surely be. I stood in the shower and had a vision of my blonde lover on her knees, sucking my cock as I washed her long hair. I wrapped my fingers around my hard cock and then just as quickly let go, remembering the deal I made with myself yesterday. Stupid me. I reached over to the airplane-like cluster of controls on the wall and turned the shower to cold. That did the trick. Out of the shower, I was standing at the mirror, scraping a day's growth off my face when a deafening wolf whistle shattered the silence. Nice ass, came the voice I was anxious to hear and I looked into the mirror. The beautiful redhead leaned against the door jamb, her eyes checking out my backside as I took her in by reflection. Her long hair hung loose, draped over her shoulders teasing the cleavage that her unbuttoned western shirt provided. Her sleeves were rolled up and her hands were in front of her, thumbs hooked in the waistband of the cut-off Levi's. Her long, toned legs led to a pair of those short boots that are so popular now. I really loved the look, particularly the look in her eyes when she caught my cock rising in the reflection before me. I turned toward her as she began her approach. It was a runway model stride, only slower. The heels of her boots shaked her legs beautifully, and I was speechless as she made her approach. She stopped just in front of me, her heels bringing us eye to eye, nose to nose, lips to lips. Becky stepped in to kiss me, wrapping her long fingers around my cock as her tongue slipped between my lips and we kissed. I held her tight, my hands on her ass, tucked into the pockets, and we moaned into the kiss. Breathless, we broke the lip lock but not the embrace. Her hand slowly worked my heart on. Good to feel or see you. She smiled. My cock throbbed and I took her mouth once more, spinning 180 and setting her barely clad but on the counter. She released my cock and wrapped her legs around my waist, frantically reaching between us to undo the few remaining buttons on her blouse. I tried to help, grabbing the back of the shirt and pulling it out until her bountiful breasts were mashed against my chest. I slid my hands down her smooth, warm back and tried unsuccessfully to sneak in between the denim band and her back. Frustrated in defeat, I opted for the next best thing, reaching between us and taking a tit in each hand and squeezing a pair of hardened nipples between my fingers. She tolerated it for a few seconds and then pushed me back, but not releasing me from the hold of her strong legs. She stared at me with those clear green eyes, licking her lips and breathing hard. You know what? She asked. What? Reacquiring a nipple. Becky yelped and tried to sweat my hand away, but not very hard. I declare today a naked day she said with authority, naked day being a tradition here where any one of the family members can declare a day where all those on site must remain clothing free for the duration of the day. Footwear may be an exception as well as an apron, for safety reasons in the kitchen. Other than that, everyone will remain bare and free, accessible to all others, without resistance. By the way, as far as I know, no one has ever resisted another participant. Sounds like a hell of an idea, I said as I stepped back and grabbed one leg and pulled off her boot, quickly followed by the other. I left her sitting there in anticipation as I massaged each lovely limb, starting at the sole of her feet, paying homage to each cute toe, and then slowly up one leg until I reached denim, and then down the other. 
Becky squirmed on the countertop, trying to ease her tight shorts downward. Legs completed, I grabbed her around the waist and before she knew what hit her, I had her over my shoulder and was walking into the bedroom. She mock-fussed, dragging her nails up my bare back and I gave her a playful sweat on the butt before launching her onto the king-size bed. Sprawled on the bed, she tried her best to look frightened, but her rigid nipples said otherwise. I grabbed her ankles and pulled her to the edge of the bed and she waited, watching as I ran my hands down her legs once more before acquiring the buttons that were the remaining obstacle to the sweet treasure inside. As anxious as I, she lifted her butt and I eased the cutoffs, along with the tiniest panties, up her long limbs and teasingly proceeded to carefully fold them and turn to put them on the dresser. Nice try, Buster. She said like an Indian war whoop and she was off the bed and in front of me before I could take a step and push me back onto the mattress. Taken totally by surprise, I fell back flailing and before I could respond, she had her lips wrapped around my hard cock with one hand on my balls. I was at her mercy, and loving it. Oh, I've missed this big cock. She moaned as she slobbered on my dick, instantly slick from taking me to the depths of her throat. She looked up at me with determination in her eyes, both hands at work, my cock slipping between her lips, her tongue playing at the base of my crown. The girl knew how to suck dick. At this rate, I wasn't long for this world and I reached out and tugged at her hair. She glared at me for interrupting her, and then we made that telepathic connection. My advanced tongue semaphore signaling that I wanted to eat her pussy might have helped convey the message. Without a disconnect, she quickly straddled my head and I grabbed a couple of ass cheeks and sampled her wares. My plan worked, as I probed deep within her syrupy sweet snatch. Her concentration on me was broken. Her one hand never slowed as she continued to jack my slick shaft. Her kisses on my cock were scattered and her hips were in constant motion. I wasn't in any hurry and I felt her frustration. I dropped my head back to the mattress and she quickly resumed her assault. She took me deep in her throat, nuzzling her nose into my balls. Coming up for air, she stroked my hardness as she caught her breath. I love this fucking cock, running the tip of her tongue over the sensitive crown. And it's all mine all day long, taking it into her mouth and the dragging her teeth gently to the top. She took a deep breath and swallowed me whole once more. At this pace, I wouldn't be lasting much longer. I ran my thumb up her slit, starting with a teasing tickle of her clit. My thumb ran just below the surface, between her puffy inner lips, gathering her juices before approaching her pink rosebud. I parked the pad of my thumb there, and she inhaled, sucking my cock to the root. Again we read each other's perverted little minds, and I felt her warm, sweet lips climb my stalk. I could feel the cool air, signaling her completion as she sucked lightly on the head. Without counting to three, we started, her lips working their way back down my length, my thumb stretching her sphincter and slipping inside her hot ass. She shivered as she felt my thumb slipping inside her dark hole and then shuddered as I reached optimum depth, the palm of my hand flat on her butt. It was my turn to shudder, my eyes rolling back in my head, as she too completed her journey, her lips at the base my cock as she swallowed her throat rippling along my length. Satisfied that we were ready to begin, unspoken, we started. Slowly at first, she maintained vacuum and fucked me with her mouth while I fucked her ass with my thumb. Suck, fuck, repeat, suck, fuck, repeat, suck, fuck, repeat, we continued, both concentrating on pleasing the other. Now at a healthy pace, I felt the end drawing near, as did she, massaging my balls and feeling them begin to tighten. Her squirming and muffled moans told me that she too was approaching the apex, but I felt the need for a little insurance. Craning my neck, I reached out with the tip of my tongue and licked the length of her slit, now trickling juices. She bucked, caught off guard and swallowed hard, 
her slick hand massaging my balls trying to coax out my load. We both sensed my imminent eruption and as quickly as she sensed victory, she was blindsided as I slipped two fingers of my other hand into her pulsing pussy and as crowded as it was, somehow even managed to wrap my lips around her engorged clit. Shock and all won the day as her body erupted, her pussy flooding, washing over my fingers and I sucked it up as quickly as it gushed out. Her ass sucked my thumb as deep as it could and held it there. Her orgasm was the final jolt I needed, inhaling, gasping at her own release while my cock then exploded deep in her throat, trying hard to drown her in hot cum Becky's body quaked in little jolts, aftershocks of an orgasm that rolled through her from head to toe. I let my fingers be, resisting the impulse to get her started all over again. I was looking forward to a day with her, not just for the sex and loving but to spend some real one-on-one time together, something we'd never really done before. Back amongst the living, she slowly released my spent cock, sucking it clean as she went, and I slowly extracted my invading digits at the same time. I couldn't resist one last lick, cleaning up after myself, her juices still trickling out of between her swollen pussy lips. Fucker! She moaned, grinding herself on my face before rolling off and then crawling back on top until we were face to face. I wrapped my arms around her and we kissed, sampling our gifts to each other. Rolling to our sides, we hugged, legs intertwined, pussy and cock snuggling. That was fun. She smiled before licking around my lips for a more thorough cleaning. I was grasping for something witty to say when my cell phone rang a familiar tune. Brit. That's Brit. I said, stretching for the phone. I probably ought to get it. No, you think? Becky snickered as she made it as difficult as possible for me to get to the edge of the bed. Put it on speaker, she said as she tickled my ribs as I stretched. Cautious after the last time I answered the phone, I mashed the speaker button, putting my finger to my lips, warning the playful redhead to be quiet, at least for a second. This is George. I answered in my business voice, just in case. Becky looked at me and wrinkled her nose. Ah shit, I'm sorry, I was trying to call my other boyfriend. Britt replied from thirty hundred miles away. There was that pregnant pause before the girls at both ends started cracking up. Bex, is that you? Britt said in surprise. In the flesh. She laughed as she took possession of the phone. And I do mean in the flesh. Geez, girl, it didn't take you long to start poaching on my land, did it? She laughed in return. Well, you asked me to look after him, and I did leave him alone yesterday, so... Yeah, yeah, you're right, and I really do appreciate it as much as it pains me to think about you getting all that dick, and me, all alone with nothing but my fingers. She sighed. Well, I promise to take good care of it while you're gone, and if it helps, lying here in your bed, naked and freshly fucked, I really miss you. Hey, I interjected. I miss her too, and sweetie, I take it you're not surrounded by family at the moment. Good catch, lover. No, I borrowed mom's car after she got back from church, and I'm going to meet a couple friends for lunch. Pausing for a sec. So back to you, bucko. You already brought a pinch hitter into our bed, and I've only been gone one day. Man, do I have you spoiled. She laughed. Okay, I admit it. I am spoiled and it is all your fault and I'm glad to see you recognize that. But in my defense, I didn't lure this red-headed vixen into our bed. Seems that you invited her and she let herself in and physically had her way with me. Oh my God! They both cried out, laughing hysterically. Becky nearly rolling off the bed. They finally caught their breath. I almost ran off into a ditch. Britt said finally. Thanks, babe. I needed a good laugh. Yeah, that's our George, Becky said, wiping the tears of laughter from her eyes. Actually, babe, I called here yesterday and he did sound a little down in the dumps, so that's why I invited myself over today. Thanks, Bex, 
I feel like I'm channeling my mom, being all protective and worrying, and he's a big boy and I know he can take care of himself, but I just love him so much that I want to take care of him, whether I'm there or not. Becky looked at me with a loving, you lucky bastard look and I instantly got choked up and managed to squeak out. Uh, you do remember that I'm right here? Yes, you big ape, I know you're there, and if I had to guess you're in the bedroom, on the bed, naked, and I really fucking wish I was there. She sounded sad and pissed off at the same time. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm fine. Well, not fine. Just, well, damn it, I just miss you so much and I shouldn't miss you this much this quick. Brit snuffed like she was holding back from crying. I looked over at Becky, a tear rolling down her cheek. I stretched out my arm, inviting her into my embrace. Babe, I'm so sorry. As Becky handed me the phone and snuggled into my chest. It probably doesn't help, but I miss you more than I thought was humanly possible. Yeah, it helps more than you know, but at least you have Becky there to keep you company. I love my family and all, but after just one day, well, I'm pretty well caught up. It's going to be tough to keep myself entertained for the next couple of weeks. Twenty days. I stupidly corrected her. Becky winced, poking me in the gut. Arf, twenty days? Thanks for that. The air was quiet for a few seconds and I heard her take a deep breath. No, I'll be okay. I'll just get into a groove, take it day by day, visit as many old friends as I can, go to the Y and work out. It'll be fine once I get over myself. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're about the strongest and most adaptive person I know. Now me on the other hand, until Becky called yesterday, I'd given in to work, TV dinners and jerking off to online porn for the foreseeable future. That worked as I heard Brit laughing hard again. Okay, okay. She said, now snorting back tears of laughter. Now that the self-imposed pity parties are out of the way, what do you guys have planned for the day? Becky brightened right up, sitting up straight and taking possession of the phone once more. Well, for starters, I proclaimed it a naked day. She was beaming proudly and I waited cautiously for Brit's reply. Ah, man, now I really miss you guys, seriously, a naked day? Now I know I'm gonna go stir-crazy while I'm here. I can't begin to tell you how uncomfortable it is to wear all these clothes. It's a good thing it's so frickin' cold out, but when I'm at home, I want to strip down and well, I don't think Dad's heart could take it. Britt paused and you could hear the gears turning over the phone. Maybe I can get them to go somewhere. Oh, I know, there's a new Indian casino that just opened. Maybe for Christmas, I'll get them a room for a night, and I can have the house to myself for a day or two. She paused again and I could hear the turn signal clicking. God, I wish you guys were here. She sighed. Yeah, well, it'll be time to come home before you know it. I said lightly. Meanwhile, make sure that you get all the visiting and stuff done that you can, because when I get you back here, I don't think I'm gonna let you go anywhere, anytime soon. Don't you worry there, stud, you won't have to shackle me to the bed. Although, we haven't tried that yet, have we? She said in a sultry tone. Becky gave me a mischievous look and then glanced back at the headboard and then ran a hand up my arm and grabbed my wrist. Ah, crap, baby. I groused. Now you've gone and given Becky some ideas. I think she's already trying to figure out how to hog tie me to the headboard. Ha, that's my girl. Hey, Bex, if you manage to get him corralled, make sure and send me pictures, okay? You know it, lover. And Brit, we really miss you too, but I know you'll be glad you went home. Family is real important no matter how they seem at the time. I could see a wistful, sincerity in her eyes as she looked at me, a member of her family, so to speak. Yeah, I know it'll be fine, and you're right, I'm lucky to get to come back and all, but you all better be ready and rested when we get home, 
cause a I see a big orgy going down. She paused again and I heard her turn the engine off. Well I'm here and damn it my pussy's soaked. Damn you too. Okay babe, well we'll let you go. Try and have a good time and we love you. I said. Love you guys too, but don't have too good a time. She laughed. Talk to you later. Love you. Love you more, I replied and hit end. Well, that was nice, Becky said, taking the phone from my hand and setting it back on the table before crawling back on top of me. We kissed again as I played with her butt cheeks and she squirmed around. I don't know about you, but I need a quick shower and I brought some pastries that need to be eaten, so how about it? Second shower of the day, and I'm guessing not the last, but hey, why not? Who am I to turn down a chance to soap up a gorgeous redhead? My cock twitched at the thought, and she giggled before jumping off. That's my boy giving me a couple quick tugs and then taking my hand and leading me to the shower. Early afternoon the shower turned out to be pretty uneventful, but we both knew that wouldn't last for long. Becky had indeed shown up with pastries from a local bakery, and we gorged on a few with coffee each, convincing ourselves that we would be needing the energy later on. Lounging on the couch and watching a little TV, we ate and teased and talked about nothing. We both dozed for a bit, tummies full. I woke up first with Becky's hand gently holding my cock. Her legs were splayed out, her red arrow-shaped landing strip pointing the way. I carefully laid my hand flat on her belly and eased south, brushing over the tightly cropped direction marker. I softly cupped her sex and my middle finger slid comfortably between her warm lips. Every so gently, I moved my entire middle finger up and down minutely, just slightly pumping the surface. Before long I could feel her juices percolate to the top, wetting the bottom of my finger. Her grip tightened on me and she mumbled, her eyes still closed tight. Keep that up and you'll have to do something about it. I leaned down and gave her a soft kiss, brushing her hair from her eyes. I was just trying to find a way to wake you. I need to go get rid of some coffee. Yeah, okay. She yawned and gave me another squeeze before releasing me and sitting up. I made my way and managed to do my business, unmolested. I found Becky bent over in the fridge, a tempting target. Hurry up. Her voice echoed from inside the fridge. I can't stay in here much longer. I laughed and stepped up behind her and grabbed her hips and dry-humped her but a couple times. She was smiling when she stood up and turned around in my arms and gave me a long, wet kiss before turning back to the icebox. How warm do you suppose it is on the roof? She pulled out half a dozen bottles of water and handed me my share. It was pretty warm upstairs yesterday, so I bet it's pretty nice. Nicer than what Brit's putting up with. Yeah, Becky replied as she closed the refer door and wrapped an arm around my waist her hand drifting down to fondle my butt. When she asked what we were going to do today, I almost mentioned that I hoped to lie out on the deck and get some sun, but that would have been cruel. Yeah, probably a wise call on your part. Wrapping my arm around her back, my hand slipping into the crack of her ass. She cooed as we headed to the front door. I followed her up the stairs and she shimmed her butt, teasing me till we reached the top and crossed the floor to the set area. This small photo area, my first backdrop when I built the place, had a four-poster bed with side tables and to the side was a regular-sized shower with clear glass doors. I had shot quite a few shots up here early on, and the bed had seen a lot of action since the girls had moved in. Anyway, behind some drapes on the wall behind the bed was a ladder that led up to the roof hatch and then onto a good-sized sun deck. Originally an equipment platform, it made for a great deck with a short pony wall that lent some privacy and protection from the wind. We pushed the bed enough to get to the ladder, and I slipped on some boat shoes that were there just for this climb and started to the top. Nice view. Becky chirped from below, 
so I stalled long enough to do a little gyration that started her laughing. At the top, I unlatched the hydraulically-assisted roof hatch and sunshine streamed in as I opened it. Oh goody. She giggled and clapped when she saw the weather conditions outside. I made it up and out and Becky waited patiently, knowing the routine. I lowered a bucket that stayed on the roof in a storage cabinet, and she put the bottled water and a bottle of sunscreen and some sunglasses from the bedside table into the bucket, and I hauled it back up. Becky was close behind the bucket, and I helped her up onto the deck. Oh, the sun feels so good. Her arms in the air as she did a slow turn, warming all sides. I closed the hatch, kicked off my shoes and then made my way to the storage cabinet and grabbed the cushions for two of the lounges. Becky had pushed a couple of them together, and we got the cushions in place, the water beside us and the bottle of sunscreen at the ready. Becky walked to the wall and I watched her leave little footprints in the dust. Hey babe, I'm gonna wash the deck down, it's kinda dirty. She picked up one foot and made a face, and then turned back to look out over the city. We were perched high enough on a hill that no one other than airplanes on approach could see us. I unreeled enough hose and turned it on, adjusting the nozzle to a stream big enough to wash the dust of the redwood boards, but not enough to splatter everything else. I worked my way across the deck, back and forth, heading for the edge where Becky still stood, oblivious to the temptation she presented. It was tempting to jolt her back to reality with a sudden spray from behind but there was still the rest of the day open for payback, so I left well enough alone. Some of the spray did find its way to her lower legs and I was enjoying the cool water on my calves and feet. Feels nice. She cooed as I made my way behind her. Lift your foot. I said, nudging her leg with my toes. Huh. Lift your foot and I'll wash it off. Oh yeah. She said, looking back with a sparkle in her eye. She lifted her left leg, bending it at the knee and I held her ankle and washed the dirt off her sole. That tickles. She squeaked, wiggling where she stood. I washed the spot on the deck where she stood and then put her foot down. Next, repeating the process. Foot washing complete. I couldn't resist a quick splash across her bare butt and she stood there and moaned, thrusting her butt outward. I teased her for a couple seconds with the soft spray and then went back to work, finishing with the wash down. Do you need yours washed? she asked, turning her back to the city. Nope, did mine while I cleaned the deck. Aw, shucks, she said as she watched me reel up the hose. Yeah, I know you, I said, taking the nozzle off and putting it in the shed. You just wanted to have a one-sided water fight. Busted again. She laughed as she laid face down on the cushion. Mmm, the sun feels good. Do my back, will you? The sun had already dried her perky behind and I gladly obliged working both copper-toned-covered hands over her lightly freckled backside. Putting her long red locks to side, I worked down from her neck, kneading the lotion into her strong back, playing with the dimples just above her magnificent bubble butt. I spent an inordinate amount of time, making sure to spread the protective layer to depths that the sun would most likely never reach, but you can never be careful enough. After all, who wants a sunburned bum hole? I made my way over her muscular thighs and toned calves, finishing at the bottom of her clean feet. There you go, babe, backside complete. Want me to do you? She sighed, pretty comfortable, face down on the recliner. If you don't mind, I said, setting the bottle down beside her and crawling over her to take my place. I made sure that my cock slowly traced a path across her butt cheeks and she giggled, bucking up in response. Becky stayed on her cushion, on her knees as she worked the coconut-scented potion over my backside. Satisfied that she had done an admirable job, Paying particular attention to the depths of my own ass crack, she laid back down beside me, face to face. This is nice, she purred, 
her hands searching for mine. Loosely holding hands, we lay there and just let the sun do its magic. After a bit, my butt's starting to tingle. I think that means it's time to turn over. I laughed softly and followed her lead, flipping over, lying back with my eyes closed, enjoying the warmth. I felt a cold nudge. What? Aren't you going to do me? She giggled, placing the bottle of lotion onto my belly. I figured we could do ourselves, I said innocently. Silly boy, she said in a sexy lilt. Come on, do me and then I'll do you. Sighing heavily. Okay. I groaned as though it was a big bother. I stayed on the cushion this time and leaned over her, generously applying the protective coating. I paid extra attention to her firm tits, which stood proudly on her chest. It didn't take much sun to have a smattering of freckles appear rather quickly on her fair skin. As fair as Becky was, done right, she still managed to get to a light tan which contrasted nicely with her ginger hair. She moaned softly in appreciation as I worked south. I quickly had her taut belly protected, even making sure that her cute belly button was safe from burning. I moved directly from her left hip and down her fit leg and then up the right. I paused at the apex of her long limbs and she was fairly squirming now, kicking her right leg outward. Make sure we do a good job down there. She stuttered. She chewed her lower lip as I dutifully applied the cool creme, taking care to get in all the little nooks and crannies. Her curious clit peeked out and I gave it a gentle swipe, causing her to jerk and suck in her breath. Finished in this region, I made another quick pass upward and then leaned in and gave her a gentle kiss. I think we're done. And then rolled onto my back. I laid there a minute and then loudly cleared my throat. Uh, my turn? Huh, oh, oh, sorry, I was so comfortable there, I drifted off. Here, hand me the lotion. Back on her knees, she began on my face, gently working it into my skin and then to my neck and chest. Feel good? She asked as she massaged the lotion over my chest and onto my belly. Unha! Was my entire response, eyes closed, enjoying the pampering. Following my lead, Becky worked down one leg and then up the other, but then had to pry my legs apart. Come on, we don't want burnt balls now, do we? Guess not, I said softly, nearly in dreamland. Yes, she said with a little growl. We can't have these getting too much sun. Working my balls in one hand while fondling my semi-rigid cock with the other. Soon she had both hands devoted to my burgeoning hard-on and had lost track of her job, my cock lurching, snapping her back to the task at hand. Oh, sorry, babe, I got a little carried away. Natural reflex, I guess. She giggled placing a little kiss on the tip of my cock, now waving in the wind. She sighed and then lay back down beside me, reacquiring my hand. We remained quiet and still for a few minutes. The only sounds were a mocking bird nearby and a passing jetliner on approach. George, baby? Yeah? She squeezed my hand a little tighter. Uh, I need to talk to you about something. And I could hear the reticence in her voice. About what? Giving her hand a reassuring embrace. Well, it's about Anvir, uh, it's about Ginny. Okay. I answered as my brain started to tabulate the number of directions this conversation could head. Our Thanksgiving weekend saw Ginny taking me in confidence regarding her future plans for herself and her niece, and then later, well, Ginny just took me and I went along willingly. There were no secrets about what took place between Becky's sexually voracious aunt and myself. How they watched it live streaming in the house, via the security cameras located in the rafters of the barn. So everyone knew what went down, but Britt was the only one who actually talked to me about it. There were numerous winks and head nods and such, but no verbalization between me and the others. So, she continued haltingly. Thanksgiving. Yeah? 
Well, Brit told you that, well, that we washed you too, you know, doing it in the barn? I could feel the heat of her blush and I gave her hand another reassuring squeeze and remained quiet, letting her set the pace. So, anyway, it was great by the way. I mean, not that it was, well it was, well damn. I let go of her hand and rolled over onto my side, facing her, and she tilted her head and looked at me and I smiled. You're so damn cute when you're nervous, I said, leaning over and kissing her lightly on the nose. My ravishing redhead gave out a sigh of resignation and turned onto her side to face me and then took my hand once more. I didn't think this would be this hard, she said softly, looking down at the cushion between us. But here goes. If I just say it then, well that will be that. She paused, maybe for me to respond, but again my brain slipped into overdrive. It took a second for me to convince myself to just wait and listen instead of conjuring the worst. Becky continued. Okay, like I said, Britt told you that we all sat in the living room and watched you and my aunt, uh, Ginny, and I'd be lying if I told you that it didn't turn me on. I don't know how much Britt told you, but we pretty much had an orgy right there in the living room while you and Ginny were going at in the barn. She paused to look me in the eyes and I looked back and I guess I must have been smiling, because she broke into a smile and breathed another sigh of relief. So anyway, she continued, after we had all recovered and you two were crashed on the floor of the barn, we came out and covered you up. I didn't tell anyone, but I looked at you all snuggled up with Ginny and I was, well I guess I was jealous. Anyway, we went to bed after that and I just laid there and thought about what had happened and why I was feeling the way I was. I mean, I'm not jealous of Brit, or Kate or Gina, I'm envious, but I'm not jealous. She paused again, and it seemed right that I should lean in and give a generous kiss. Out tongues and lips tangled for a couple minutes. Yeah, see, I'm envious. She smiled. But I couldn't figure out why I would be jealous of Ginny, it made no sense. Anyway, I finally managed to fall asleep and then the next morning, we all kind of carried on like nothing had gone on. I mean, you felt it, didn't you? Well, if we're being honest here, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to think. You know that my first concern, and the girl's first concern was for you, right? She nodded and swallowed hard. I gave her hand another reassuring hug. So we all agreed that Ginny would take the lead and whatever happened, well, happened. And again, if we're being honest and you thought it was hot, well baby, let me tell you, if genetics mean anything, you don't ever have to worry about not having it, whatever the hell it is. I mean, if I were to have closed my eyes when we were, well, let's just say that age evidently is not a factor when it comes to, well, it's just not a factor. I leaned in and gave her another long kiss, mainly because I'd run out of anything to say, and well, shit, I love to kiss Becky. She pushed on my chest and was breathing hard, her eyes aglow. Okay, okay, God, it's hard not to just jump your bones, but I need to get through this. She took another deep breath and got her thoughts back in order. Okay. So we can agree that Thanksgiving Day was a little off, but we had a good time and all, and after Aunt Virginia left, we still didn't, and I mean mostly you and me, we didn't talk about it, and I guess that's okay. I think we were all still kind of digesting the whole thing, and I'm glad it didn't get too weird cause I've never had that much fun on a porch swing in my life. Yeah. I looked around. I'm trying to figure out how to put one up out here. I volunteered to be the test pilot on it. She giggled as a private jet cruised by. So okay. She continued. The weekend at the ranch went fine and I went into work on Sunday and it was like nothing had happened at all. Okay, so now I was thinking too hard again and I was thinking that maybe I should be pissed that my aunt didn't, I don't know, didn't somehow acknowledge it, or something. I mean, it isn't like I was expecting a thank you card, 
You know thanks for letting me fuck your boyfriend or something like that. That did it, and I busted up laughing and then immediately apologized. I'm sorry, I just had a picture of you in my mind wandering the aisles of Hallmark trying to find an appropriate thank you card. Maybe we should start our own line of cards. Ha ha, very funny. Trying to poke me in the ribs. So okay, everything is going along fine. And I figured that, well, that was that and life goes on. But then the next weekend, I think it was Saturday. Anyway, doesn't matter. We had a big shipment come in and it needed to be unpacked, refolded or put on hangers, that kind of thing, and then put into inventory. So Ginny asked me if I can stay after closing and help her with it. She didn't really need to ask me, but she did and I thanked her for it. Well, she said, well, it's not like you're part owner or anything, so I really thought I should ask. Just because we're kin doesn't mean you're obligated. Anyway, I thought you might have a night planned with George or something. She paused and my heart slowed a little. Did Ginny follow through and offer Becky a piece of the store like she said she was thinking about doing? I asked myself. Becky answered that query quickly. That was the first time she'd mentioned you and I wasn't sure where this was headed. Anyway, I reassured her that I didn't have any plans so we finished up the day and locked the doors. Becky paused again and took another deep breath. Okay, so we're locked up and we head to the warehouse. I don't think you've been in the warehouse, but it's just a big old part of the building that hasn't been improved, you know, just storage, kind of like your place here, but unlike the store, the warehouse isn't air-conditioned and with all the doors closed it's not long before we're sweating like a couple of pigs. A couple of hot, sweaty women obviously does something for me and Becky looked down and then back with a smirk as my cock jumped a little. You're such a guy. She giggled and inched up a little closer. Anyway, and Virginia starts bitching about how hot it is and without batting an eye, peels off her blouse, leaving her in just a bra, and a pretty skimpy one at that, and then she kicks her boots off and shucks her jeans and there she is in nothing but a pair of socks and a bra and panties. What kind of panties? I asked, cringing visibly, awaiting her reply. Asshole. She laughed, moving in and trying to grab the family jewels which I quickly moved from harm's way. If you must know. Staring right at my cock. They were a little black g-string, with the nothing on the backside but that little bit off floss. To her delight, my cock showed its approval. Good lord. Anyway, I was miserable too and before you even ask, I had on a little white lace demi-cup and some little boy shorts. I had no choice and I flexed my cock, making her smile big before giving me a thank you kiss. So there we are, half naked, and we start talking about clothes and stuff and pretty soon we're teasing each other about clothes we've seen each other wear and she starts describing what she used to wear when she was my age and that kind of thing. It was fun, like we were a couple of girlfriends or something. Well we finally got everything sorted out and Ginny said that all she had left to do was get it all logged into the inventory, and so we headed back into the store. Well. She continued, one of her fingers now tracing little circles on my chest. You'd have thought we were running an ice skating rink or something. It was so damn cold in the store. Well, I looked at Ginny and she looked at me and we both started laughing out loud cause both of our nipples were about to rip through our bras. In fact mine were trying to sneak out. Then before I knew what was happening, Ginny reached out with both hands and latched onto my nipples and gave them a little tweak. Shit babe, I almost came right then and there. My cock register again on the holy shit scale, but it went unnoticed. Well, I tried to grab Aunt Ginny's tits, and I would have, but she was quick and took off running toward the office. Becky paused and she looked like she was accessing a file from her onboard computer, and then sighed deeply. God, she really does have a nice ass. I hope mine holds up that well. She looked up at me and blushed slightly. Well, you know how nice an ass she has. 
I nodded in the affirmative with a little smirk. Anyway, when I lost sight of her going around the corner, I gave chase and found her sitting at the counter in her office at the computer. I walked up behind her and gave her a kiss on top of the head and it was all I could do not to reach down and just squeeze the hell out of those big titties. Anyway, I told her I needed a water and did she want one. She said yes and as I was walking to the fridge I said, what I thought was under my breath, nice ass and she quickly said yours too. George, I actually blushed and then I felt my pussy get a little wet, thinking that she was staring at my ass. Well, can you blame her? I mean, come on, that is a pretty spectacular but... Well, you're supposed to like it, but I don't know. It sort of creeped me out later when I thought about how she was probably checking out my ass all the time. Well, there you go. Pulling her a little closer and running my hand over her warm hip. Thinking too much again. Pausing to admire the line of her waist sloping up to her womanly hip. You don't think that the girls aren't checking you out, along with each other, all the time? I mean, I watch. And it's almost like you're a bunch of dudes, hanging out at the boardwalk and gawking at all the babes that walk by. Yeah, well, okay, guilty as charged and I'll even admit that now that I've seen my aunt's bear but I check her out a lot. Blushing. So anyway, I give her a bottle of water and then I sat down next to her and watched her log in the order and she explained what she was doing as she went along. It's pretty easy to do and we were finished in a heartbeat. Becky paused again. Speaking of water, would you be a doll and get me one? They're on your side. You bet. Making a big deal about rolling over to reach the bucket. Never to miss an opportunity, Becky reached out and fondled my butt and I stalled, letting her have her way, and what the hell, it felt good. When she was done, I rolled back over and we were nose to nose. I nearly rolled over onto her. Here you go. Scooching back enough to let us maneuver the bottles. Becky took a big sip and then slowly trickled a stream over her tits and belly, and I watched the droplets trickle across her oiled skin. On droplet lingered at her hard nipple and hung there just long enough for me to lean in and lap it up with the tip of my tongue, causing her to reach out and pull my mouth back to her breast, and I suckled for a minute until she let me loose. The redhead, with fire in her green eyes, pulled my head up and kissed me hard, her tongue raping my mouth while I tormented her saliva-soaked nipple with my fingers. I so want to fuck you right now, but I need to finish my confession before I lose my nerve. Confession? I said to myself as I gave her another peck on the lips and pried the cap of my water bottle. So where was I? Oh yeah, we finished with the computer and Ginny leaned back and took another sip of water and then tipped the bottle and let the water run down her chest. It looked so sexy and then she looked at me and started to pour some water on me. It felt so nice and cool and I think I told her so and that's when she winked at me and reached between her tits and it was one of those bras that has the catch in the front. Well she just undid it and her boobs just popped out. I guess I was probably just sitting there staring at those perfect big old hooters and she laughed and started pouring more water on them with her other hand massaging them and tweaking her nipples, which you could cut glass with now. Becky took another sip and then dribbled water onto my chest, glancing down at my cock, also nearing diamond hardness. She licked her lips and continued. So Ginny says, go ahead and take yours off, it feels good, and she leaned over and reached behind me to give me a hand. Well, I've never had anyone, you included. Have my brow off one-handed as quickly as she did, and she smiled as she looked at my nipples which were as hard as hers. So there we were, side by side, in nothing but our knickers, dribbling cold water over each other's tits, giggling like schoolgirls. Sounds like fun. I said as I took another sip and then sprinkled the nipples. So that was it? Oh no, not by a long shot. So there we were, half-naked and horny, at least I was, 
and then Ginny says, hey, I have something to show you, and she turned back to the keyboard and brought up the media player, which I was familiar with. Then she says, I've just about finished editing Thanksgiving. You want to see it? Well, you could have knocked me down with a feather, and I just nodded my head yes, and she said, goody. Becky stopped to wait for me to say something, but I didn't say a word. George, she said, goody, like a little girl. I've never seen her like that. So anyway, she pulled up a folder, and this time it was right on the desktop, not hidden in a bunch of other folders. So she makes sure I saw where the file was and winked, like I'm not hiding it anymore, and then she clicked on it, and there were a bunch of JPEGs and a couple videos. So anyway, she clicks on a video and leaned back and scooted over so that I had a clear view of the screen. She paused once more and waited until I at least said something. Okay, video, half naked, what next? She giggled that I was now so wound up in her story. So the video starts and you and her are in the barn. It starts with you guys talking and then kissing and then she is sucking. Well, you know, you were there. Yeah, but... I stuttered and then realized I had my hand to the ready, wrapped loosely around my dick. Let me finish. It takes me a minute but I realize that I'm seeing the action from a couple different directions and there's zooming and then real zooming and I looked over at Ginny and she grinned, still looking straight ahead at the monitor. I got new editing software. Pretty good, huh? I guess I must have nodded my head yes cause when I looked down, I saw she had her panties pushed down, and she was playing with herself, right there in front of me. Well I was now playing with myself in front of Becky and I think I grunted something like. Unha then? Guys, she muttered but I noticed her fingers were lazing around her nether region also. So anyway, I figured what the hell, so I just kicked my panties completely off and watched the show. Anyway, it was pretty impressive and except for no audio, it was like watching a real porno. So there we are, an aunt and her niece side by side, legs up on the desk, spread wide and fingering ourselves, watching you fuck my aunt up the ass. She stalled to look down at my cock and I released it and made a jump for her. So was that it? I asked, waiting for the end so we could have our own porno moment. Almost. She said, reaching down and flicking a drop of precum off the tip of my cock. So you both came and collapsed on the blanket and Ginny whispered, wait. Well, I quit fingering myself while she opened another file, and it was all of us again in the barn. Like last time, she had us up on the loft, and down in the main barn, and there were close-ups of your cock fucking one or the other off us. I mean, it was so fucking hot, and I was just mesmerized, and my fingers were flying, and then I felt it. Becky paused for effect. I didn't look, but I felt Aunt Virginia pull my chair as close to hers as she could, and then she ran her hand down from my tits down over my stomach and then she paused just above my pussy. I felt her finger stroke my little arrow landing strip and I automatically moved my hand and she slid hers down and before it registered, my own aunt, my mother's sister, the woman I've known all my life, was fingering my pussy and playing with my clit while we watched you fucking me on a bale of hay. I must have let out a little groan and she reached out and slipped her hand around my heart on, taking control. So next, she continued, I guess I just figured that since she was pleasuring me, I should do the same for her, so I reached over and started playing with her. She has a big clit, but I guess you already know that. Squeezing me. And her pussy was soaking and I was surprised how tight she was. So anyway, we got lost in the video and fingering each other until I started to come Ginny got on her knees on her chair and I lost her pussy, but she didn't care. She started fucking me like crazy, sucking on my tits and telling me to come, come for your aunt, come like your mother used to come. Becky imitating her aunt's hungry demands. I inhaled deep and she stared at me, and squeezed me harder again. I know, that's what set me off and I came so hard, I nearly fell out of the chair. 
Holy shit. I managed, as I grabbed her wrist to try and keep from coming. Yeah, no shit. She said, looking at me for a sign or something. I didn't know what to say. We were on uncharted waters here. I don't think incest, or anything like that had ever really come up amongst us, other than in our role-playing, at least as a real possibility anyway. I don't guess I have any preconceived notions, one way or the other about it, but my cock clearly didn't care, in fact, I think it kind of liked the idea. I pulled her in tight and gave her a big hug and a kiss as I ran my hand through her hair. Nose to nose, I had to ask. So was that it? She hugged me tighter and I could just make out her shaking her head no. This is just between us, right? She asked. No one else until I have it straight in my own head, okay? Of course. I replied, kissing her softly. Okay, she said, taking in a deep breath. So after I came, Ginny held me until I quit shaking and told me how much she loved me and how she would never do anything to hurt me. She told me how she had known about our figuring out the cameras and how I found the files and copied them and I started to apologize, but she stopped me and said that it all kind of worked out the way she had wanted it to. Becky sniffled, and I wiped a tear off her cheek. She told me how she accidentally caught us on camera the first time we were there and it's like it flipped a big switch inside her, and she said she wore out two vibrators and got calluses on her fingers, pleasuring herself so much. Anyway, she knew then that she had to replace the cameras with really good ones, which by the way, she said the security company fought her tooth and nail about, convinced that she was wasting her money for some high-end cameras for just a couple of old flea-bitten horses. So long story short, that's how the whole camera thing came down. But then, well truth be told, I think she's had the hots for you the first day she met you, like all of us. She teased. But I'm getting ahead of myself, so there we were naked, her holding me, playing with my tits and talking and then it sort of stalled and she just looked at me and we kind of had this mental conversation, you know? So anyway, I didn't say a word, I didn't even really think about it, I just did it. Thankfully she didn't pause this time, waiting for me to fill in the blanks. So I just stood up and pushed her chair back until I could stand in front of her, with me between the desk and her. It was so hot how she just stared at me, like she was at my mercy and I could see her begging me with her eyes. I felt so powerful, I guess is the way to describe it. So I bent over and grabbed her panties which were still around her knees and I pulled them off with her legs in the air. Then I took a page from your book and I worked my way down her legs and kissed and caressed until I was on my knees with her legs spread, hooked over the arms of her chair. I looked up at her and her chest was literally heaving, she was breathing so hard. I tried my best to stretch it out, you know, tease her, but I couldn't do it. I just lowered my head and took a deep breath, smelling her excitement. I just took her pussy in my mouth, stuck my tongue as far up her as I could and let her have it. Oh my god! I moaned as she squeezed me a little tighter. Becky looked me in the eyes and the excitement was obvious. It didn't take long for her to come and I was surprised how tight she was. Her pussy almost broke my tongue. Managing to giggle and sigh at the same time. I figured that was the end of the story and I was getting anxious to. Well, you know. I put my arm over her side and started to pull her in tight. But after I let her calm down a little, well, I just couldn't help myself and I started at her again. She continued. Baby, I was getting so horny just listening to her moan my name. And at one point I thought she'd rip my hair out by the roots. Anyway... I got her to let go of me and I straightened up and we just stared at each other as I ran my finger up and down the outside of her pussy. I teased her, like you do sometimes, you know, just playing. Giving me a knowing wink and massaging my third leg once more. She started to squirm a little more and she was having a hard time staying in the chair, 
because her pussy juices had run all the way down under her butt and leather chair became like a slip and slide. I was so horny now, I just wanted to get her off one more time before I threw her onto the floor and sat on her face, so without warning, I slipped two fingers inside her pussy and began to go to town. Well, she was hanging on for dear life, trying to fuck my hand, so I added a finger and started looking for her G-spot, and just as I found it she was ready to come unglued. Well, I eased a finger into her ass and she fucking exploded. I mean, she exploded, uh, squirted. I mean, she was like a fountain and she sprayed all over my tits, and it was running down my arm, and it was like, fuck. I've heard about it, but I've never seen anything like that. Okay. Now I was hard enough to break concrete and her hand was buried between her thighs. Before either of us could speak, I had her on her back and buried my bone till my balls mashed against her ass. Fucking A. She cried as I grabbed her ass for leverage and went for broke. Fuck, fuck, fuck. She grunted clawing at my back as I mercilessly hammered at her vulnerable cunt. This wasn't making love, this was pure, unadulterated, fuck my brains out, sex. In what was probably record time, Becky cried out whipping her head back and forth, red hair flying as her climax overcame her and triggered mine. We both stopped and stared, either breathing as her pussy and my cock took control. My poor cock convulsed, spewing molten love into an erupting pussy that flooded the cavity with her own hot offering, trying to stem the tide. Spent, I collapsed in her arms and she wrapped her legs around mine and pulled me in, assuring our coupling until she was done with me. A little pang of guilt washed over me as we both fought to catch our breath. I tried to push up with my arms to relieve her of a little of the weight, but she wasn't having it, spurring me in tighter and hugging me harder. Her breath was hot on my ear as her breathing slowed. My face was buried in a tangle of red hair, and I managed to shift my head enough to draw in some cool air. Becky's pussy continued to send ripples up and down my cock and I did my version of a kegel and expelled the last little bit I could draw out of my spent balls. She giggled and gave me another cock squeeze, hugging me tighter. Are you okay? I whispered through the filter of hair. Her pussy hugged me once more in reply. I finally managed to get her to relent to rolling onto our sides, but she insisted that I would remain her captive until she was good and ready to let me go. I felt around behind her and miraculously found one of the water bottles and unscrewed the cap with the same hand. Do you want some water? I asked nose to nose. She licked the sweat off my lip and kissed me gently, but with plenty of tongue. I still needed a little water so I slowly tipped the bottle over our connection and we managed to take in enough water to satisfy us without giving up on the kiss or drowning. I emptied the rest of the bottle over us, the water seeping into the tight seam. We dozed for a couple minutes until we felt the sun breaking down the thin layer protection that we had pretty much sweated or washed off anyway. I guess we better get inside before we look like the dinner special at the crab shack. Yeah, she giggled. You don't want to be around me when I have a sunburn talk about your hot mess. She moaned her disappointment as we parted, both enjoying the cool breeze that washed over our nether regions, but not admitting to it. I doubt that you're all that bad. As we both found our land legs and stood up, I grabbed the cushions and stuffed them back into the cabinet. Becky was right behind me when I turned back and gave me heart-gripping look and then molded herself into me, kissing my chest softly. I'm so lucky, she sighed. I have you and the girls and now my aunt has opened a whole new chapter giving me a clinch before letting her hands wander down to my butt and giving a little cuddle. I don't see how it could get much better than this. I tilted her head back and said, You never know, winking and kissing her softly. No, I said with a little more authority. Let's get this place cleaned up and then back downstairs, I'm getting hungry. 
I turned her by her shoulders and gave her little loving pop on the butt, and she squealed like a little girl and headed for the roof hatch. We made our way to the shower and stood underneath the falling rain. So, it's just between you and me for now? She said as she turned her back to let me wash what bit of sunscreen remained. Uh, what? I asked, lost again in the magnificence of her posterior, soaping up her cheeks. Good lord, she replied before shivering as I slipped my hand between her ass cheeks, soaping up the crevasse, tickling her puckered star. About my aunt and me, you know, are fooling around, bending slightly to give me better access. Oh, that, I teased, my fingertip probing lightly at her back door. Well, yeah, you know I'll keep it to myself, but honestly. Wrapping my other arm around her and standing her up straight against me, my hand on her breast as I nuzzled her neck and continued to tickle her asshole. I don't know why you wouldn't tell the girls. I get the impression from Brit that they'd all like to take a shot at a little bit of Ginny. She groaned as she wiggled her ass on my finger, enjoying my nuzzling her neck. Oh God. She shuddered as a small tremor erupted inside her. Babe. She moaned, reaching back and grabbing my wrist, slowly extracting my hand from the warm embrace of her ass crack. Turning to face me, she stretched up on her tiptoes and gave me a long, deep kiss before hugging me tight, her face against my chest. It's just that I'm still a little confused on how I feel about, you know, while doing it with a relative, you know. I held her tight, running my fingers through her wet hair, down her back and resisting grabbing her ass again. Yeah, I guess it's one thing to fantasize or roleplay like we do, but incest is. She stopped me, pushing against and looked up at me with a look I couldn't quite interpret. I don't like that word, she said, her facial expression changing again. She was clearly confused and I was right there with her. It's just that, that word, incest, it just sounds, I don't know, so wrong, or judgmental, or hell, I don't know. My redhead leaned back into me and I wrapped my arms around her once more. I know, she continued, that most people think it's wrong for blood relatives to, well, make love and all and I don't know. If you'd asked me some time ago, I might have said that it was wrong. But now, I held her tight for a few minutes, formulating my reply, red stalling, and then I inched us over to the controls and turned off the rain. Let's get dried off. Taking her hand and leading her out of the shower, we began the drying ritual, standing in front of each other and drying one another. I've noticed since the girls came along that if there is another person present, then in most cases, whatever the task, even if it would be more efficient for a person to do it themselves— the other person present would perform the task for or on the other. It was obviously done for the intimacy or just plain fun of it, but it was now a habit that none of us was in any hurry to break. As we stood front to front, naked and damp, me drying her back and her drying mine, I said, Yeah, when it comes to matters of the heart, corny as that sounds, I think you just have to do what's right for you. For what it's worth, my take has always been is that if it doesn't hurt anybody else then it shouldn't really matter to anybody else. That's kinda simplistic, I know and some people will never agree. But I think time has changed some of society's outlook on what is seen as right and wrong. I mean, it's pretty easy for everyone to agree if physical or even mental harm is done to another then that is wrong. I turned her so that she was facing away from me so that she was facing the mirror. I reached around her to dry her front, and she leaned back and the squealed, feeling my wet junk and chest, but not moving. I shook my head and looked at her in the mirror. You're impossible and then pulled her in tight and slowly dried off her beautiful front side. So, anyway, even in our lifetime we have seen society become more accepting of same-sex relationships and marriage, mixed race, or whatever you call it, relationships. And we know that all these things have been going on for years and years, but it just wasn't out there, it was all hush-hush and all, 
but in the long run, at least from what I know, no one was ever hurt by it. It's just a shame that people thought they had to hide their thoughts and feelings, but it's slowly changing. Becky was looking at me in the mirror with a look of relief, I guess it was, and she turned and jumped up, threw her arms around me and gave me another big kiss. I pried her off and looked down at her. We'll never get you completely dry. Shaking my head as I ran the towel back over her tits and belly. I dropped to my knees and started on her left leg. So as far as incest is concerned, and I'm sorry but I don't have another word for it, but it's been going on forever too, so who knows, one day, maybe something will change there too. Teasing her pussy with the towel before switching to the right leg. So as far as you and Ginny are concerned, I think you just do whatever feels right for the two of you. You know that the girls and I will always respect you and Ginny and as the girls like to say, we're all family and family sticks together. Happy that that bit of wisdom had been disseminated, I finished the right leg, took a little swipe at her pussy with my tongue to make sure we'd rinsed all the soap off and then stood back upright. Becky was smiling when we made eye contact again. She gave me a quick peck on the lips and started the drying process on my front side, starting at the top. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm probably making too much of this. It's not like I was going to take out a front page ad and tell the world my aunt and I love to eat each other's pussy. Wait. I barked, stopping the drying process and tried to act surprised and possessive. You didn't say anything about Ginny getting a taste of your sweet peach. Sweet peach? She laughed, toweling off my belly. I'll have to remember that one. Yeah, big boy, my aunt has developed a taste for my juicy fruit. She giggled as she dropped to her knees and started at my feet. You know that no one can resist my sweet juices once they get a taste. I had been looking down, watching her, and as she made her way to the apex of my thighs, she looked up with my half-hard cock in her hand before licking the tip and then slowly sucking it in between her soft lips. She had me about half-hard before I pried her off my cock and pulled her back up to her feet. So I take it this wasn't a one-time event? As I took her towel and hung them both up to dry. She came up behind me and hugged me, again. Her hands were drawn to my cock and she played with it while she explained. Uh, no. Duh. She said softly, nibbling at my back and slowly reawakening her toy du jour. I don't have one of these at my disposal every day, or even a roommate to snuggle with at night. Now though, I have a very horny aunt who finds a way to get into my pants almost daily. I think the rest of the staff has noticed that Aunt Virginia and I have more closed-door meetings than we used to. She sighed and then turned me to face her, never letting go of my now erect cock. Becky looked at me with concern in her expression. I automatically took her in my arms and mashed my cock in her hand between our bellies. She sighed heavy again with her head against my chest. So yeah, we've been having a good time and all and it has brought us closer together. But earlier this week, Ginny brought up my moving in with her. I kissed the top of her head and massaged her back as she continued. When I moved here, I purposely got my own place because I wanted to be independent, and if I managed to lure a stud like you. Her fingers rippling over my heart on. Home, then I wouldn't have to worry about, well you know. My hands wandered down to her butt and I gave her a confirming butt hug. She offered to let me stay with her when I first got here, but now I'm afraid she wants me to move in so that we can be together, like all the time. I love my aunt to death and God knows, she knows her way around a pussy. But I still want my freedom, you know? I understand completely. Prying us apart and giving her a quick kiss before taking her hand, the one that seemed to be attached to me most of the day, and started toward the kitchen. I can understand Ginny wanting more access to your sweet peach. I said, eliciting the laugh I was looking for. 
but I'm pretty sure that she isn't looking to make you her sex slave or anything like that, although. Becky laughed and gave me a soft punch the arm. I might consider being your sex slave, or maybe Brits, that could be fun, but no, I'm not worried that she thinks we're exclusive or any nonsense like that. I mean, she knows I'm with you today, but come to think of it, she did look a little sad when I told her about today. I opened the fridge to look for something to eat and joked. You sure she wasn't sad because she knew it was you that would be getting a little of this and not her? Turning and giving it a little hip twirl before turning back to my search. Becky laughed again, sweet music to me, and came back up behind me and gave me a little love sweat on the butt before snaking her hand down and caressing my balls. I have no doubt that she would love to get some more of this. I've caught her more than once in her office after closing with her hand down her pants and you and her on the widescreen, going at it like rabbits in heat. I gave up on the fridge and managed to disengage myself from her hold, turning to the pantry. So I'm guessing you then turned around and quietly left your aunt to her private musings? I kidded. Yeah, right. She giggled, hopping her sweet ass up onto the counter beside me, putting her feet up beside her and spreading her legs wide. I dropped true and sat beside her and tried to catch up. I glanced over to see her spread her pink lips wide and finger her clit, coaxing it out of its protective cloak. Her eyes were half-closed as she diddled her love button, spreading the juices that seemed to constantly flow from within her, like a mountain spring and just as pure and sweet. I gave up on the pantry too and closed the door, stepping to the side and sampled what she was serving up. Taking a leg in each hand, I rolled her back until her pink star and slick snatch were there for the taking. I knew you'd find something to eat if you just kept looking. She moaned as I ran my flat tongue over her ass, between her wet lips and then tickled her exposed clit. I'm envious of my girls, and I guess most women in general, who seem to be able to climax whenever they damn well feel like it and with my little harem, that seems like most all of the time. Thank God they have each other to help each other out when I'm unavailable. Back to the task at hand, I had the redhead folded double, her toes on the counter, past the top of her head. If she'd been any longer in the torso, she could have licked her own pussy, and she licked her lips as she intently watched me do it for her. Oh baby, yeah, stick your tongue in my cunt and fuck me with it. Unha, unha. Grab your legs, baby. I commanded as I grabbed her ass cheeks and spread them as wide as was obscenely possible. Her pussy gaped, giving me a view of the pink depths and her pussy walls visibly pulsated. I groaned and my cock twitched as I buried my face in her cunt. The bridge of my nose pressed against her clit, and I could feel her heartbeat. My tongue danced in her pussy, as I French kissed her sex. Her juices flowed like an artesian spring but Becky was more like a well and once her pump was primed, it didn't take much to get her to give up her sweet prize. Oh shit baby! She cried, pulling down hard on her legs, trying to draw her pussy closer. My clit's throbbing baby, it's like your cock before you come. Oh fuck me, goddamn, you're so fucking good, oh fuck I'm gonna come baby, fuck, I can see my clit getting fucking bigger, oh god, oh god, oh god, eat my cunt goddamn it, eat me, eat me, eat a-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-f-f-f-u-u-c-c-c-k-k-k-k-k-k. Becky convulsed on the kitchen counter in a forced, fetal position, her hands never releasing their hold on her legs. I continued to feast as one orgasm after another rocked her entire body. My face was drenched. My tongue was tired, maybe sprained, as she slowly came back down to earth. I backed my tired tongue out of her played-out pussy and spied her puckered star which was pulsing, gulping like a stranded fish on the dock. I couldn't resist slipping the tip of my tongue in, timing my insertion as the portal peeked open slightly. Holy shit! She cried out, releasing her legs and clamping my head between her lusty thighs. Captured and surrounded, 
The only option was to fight back, so I stiffened my tongue and probed deeper, triggering another set of booty-shaking seizures. She was trying to crack my skull like a walnut, and in self-defense. I reached up and pried her legs open enough to extract myself. I held her legs to either side of me and watched over her. Her chest and face was as red as her hair and slowly returned to normal as did her breathing. Becky rocked her head back and forth slowly, trying to reset her built-in gyroscope, slowly trusting to open her eyes and see where she had landed. I gently let her legs down, her knees bending at the edge of the counter, and I ran my hands up her side comforting her, grounding her. Sensing that everything was nearly back to normal, she tested her arms and then sat up slowly, propped up on her elbows and cautiously glanced down at her pussy. Jesus H. Christ, she said, finally looking up at me. What the fuck did you do to me? I just stood there dumbly and hunched my shoulders, fuck if I know. She reached her arms out, and I pulled her upright and she continued to stare at me, like I was some kind of unknown entity that had just taken possession of her body and tried to destroy it through sexual gratification. She finally blinked and said hoarsely, Water. Yeah, shit. I muttered, doing a 180 and grabbing a bottle out of the fridge turning back as I twisted off the cap and handed it to her. She sucked the 16-ounce bottle dry, collapsing the bottle as she inhaled the last drop. She held the spent bottle close and looked back at me, kind of perplexed I guess. The first time. Now looking out over my shoulder, traveling back in time. The first time, I think you managed to tongue my G-spot and push your nose into my clit at the same moment that I was about to come anyway, and I just fucking, well I just fucking lost it. It was almost scary. It felt so good. If you hadn't been there, if I hadn't known you were there, I guess, doing that to me, I think I would have completely freaked out. I didn't know what was happening to me. She looked back at me and I smiled a little, enough to tell her I was happy to have brought her such pleasure, but at the same time, concerned for her. I pulled her to me and kissed her gently and then hugged her, my head on her shoulder. Well, for what it's worth, I think you're a squirter too, you damn near drowned me. Becky pushed back and looked at me with big eyes the green now sparkling again. I squirted? I really squirted? She asked with a big smile. Well, I didn't actually get to see it, cause, you know, my face was, well... Yeah, I know. She said, now with that accusatory look on her face. You were trying to fuck me with your whole fucking head. I couldn't help but laugh at the notion, then sticking my finger in my ear. I guess I nearly made it. I've got girl juice in my ears. Looking like I was giving myself a wet willy. Becky's eyes bulged. No. No way. Here, let me look. She grabbed my head so fast and twisted it that I nearly lost my footing, wrapping my arm around her waist. I felt her laser-like stare scoping out my auditory canal. Unable to see any evidence of her gushing flood traveling that far from my mouth and tongue, she slipped hers into my ear, searching for her own special taste. My cock began to respond to her oral attention, and she felt it on the inside of her leg. Backing out of my ear, she turned my head back until we were eye to eye and I just winked and smiled. Asshole. She laughed before putting her tongue back to work, this time counting my teeth as she kissed my heart. I had to break off quicker than I wanted as my cock was doubled over, mashed against the cold granite edge of the counter. I glanced down, checking for damage and Becky quickly caught on, pushing me back and sliding off the counter. Oh baby, I'm so sorry. She hands softly holding my half-hard cock. Here, let mommy kiss it and make it better. Dropping to her knees and kissing it all over. There, she said. All better. Now holding a fully erect cock. She gave it one last peck on the very tip and stood back up in front of me and gave me another quick kiss. 
I'm gonna just step back into the shower to rinse off and you need to wash your face, you bad boy. She admonished me as she turned toward the bedroom. She stopped and turned at the door. Hey, how about we watch a movie? Do you have any popcorn and maybe cut up some fruit? She turned without waiting for a reply and I watched her sweet cheeks bounce out of sight. I just shook my head and looked down at my lonely cock. What? She'll be back. She's just taking a quick shower. Sheesh, you're really spoiled. I turned back to the pantry to get the bottle of Orville Redenbacher popcorn, trying to recall how old it was when it struck me. Were you just talking to your cock? But not out loud this time. I just shook my head again in disbelief. It's gonna be a long few weeks. My cock agreed. I had the corn popped and a couple of apples and oranges cut up and in a bowl. Smells good. Becky yelled from the bedroom. Does Brit let you eat in bed? Followed by a giggle. She poked her head around the door frame. I mean other than pussy? Can we watch a movie in here? You've got the big screen and a comfy bed. Batting her big green eyes. Yes. I huffed, picking up the bowls. Brit does let me eat in bed. And even if she didn't, she's not here. So unless you were going to be a tattletale. I followed the laughter into the bedroom. Becky had the pillows stacked against the headboard and looked so cute sitting there wonderfully naked, staring at the massive remote, trying to figure out how to fly the big screen and all the electronic gear tied to it. Here, I said, handing her the big bowl of popcorn and the smaller bowl of fruit. I forgot napkins and something to drink. What would you like, madam? Giving a butler wide bow. Water will be fine, Jeeves. She giggled, taking the bowls. Very well, madam, I said, turning back toward the kitchen. Nice ass, Jeeves. She hooped as I made it to the door. Turning slightly to look at her, I said as sternly as I muster. Really, madam? And turned back and walked out of the room. I couldn't help but smile as I heard the beautiful laughter that followed me out of the bedroom. I grabbed a roll of paper towels and a couple bottles of water and headed back into the bedroom to find a very sexy sight. Becky was on her hands and knees, her beautiful but facing me as she gathered up popcorn off of the comforter. All the laughter had evidently upset the apple cart as it were. I stalled a minute to take in the sights and then cleared my throat and said in my stuffy butler voice once more. Madam, I believe this borders on sexual harassment. One shouldn't be subjected to such, well, such displays of, well, it's just not appropriate, madam. Not turning or missing a beat, madam said as she continued to pick up the mess. Really, Jeeves? You've been checking out my ass the entire time you've been in my employ. I know this for a fact because Catherine, the upstairs maid, who you have had dalliances with lately, told me as much. And from what she's told me. Turning to look over her shoulder, glancing at my crotch and then turning back to her task. Well, let it be known that if she and Brittany, the cook and Regina, the stable girl didn't satisfy me as well as they did, well, I'd show you what real sexual harassment is. Now put down those drinks and help me clean up this mess that you caused. It took everything I had in me not to bust up at her performance, so I opted to set the drinks down as ordered and then grabbed her around the waist and flipped her over on her back and commenced tickling her and kissing her as she squirmed to get away. Before she cried, Uncle, we'd managed to scatter the rest of the popcorn all over the bed and onto the floor around it. Jesus, George, fighting to catch her breath as I held her on top of me, face to face. I grinned up at her and kissed her nose and brushed red hair out of her eyes. Can't a girl have a little fun here without being accosted? And then giving me a smothering kiss. Hey, I said in defense. You were the one with your ass in the air, all but asking for it. Yeah, she smiled. I guess I was, but now look at the mess we have to clean up. Glancing left and right. 
Yeah, well, I've got a shop back just outside the front door, and you'll have to make another batch while I clean up your mess. Emphasizing your. Well, okay. She sighed and a sadness washed over her. I moved some more hair, really just wanting to run my fingers through it. What's up? Oh, nothing. She shook it off and then gave me another lingering kiss. I was going to leave after we watched a movie and, well, cleaned up, but now, I don't really want to leave yet. She paused and chewed on her lower lip. Can I spend the night? I'll have to get up super early so I can get home and change for work, but can I? I was actually kind of choked up a little. I never thought there would be a reason to question whether she could spend the night or not. I mean given, well you know. Of course you can stay. I want you to stay and I'll be sad when you leave. In fact, didn't Brit ask you to look after me while she was gone? My hands now on her butt and I gave it a loving squeeze. Yes, she did. She smiled, grinding on me. But I don't think she intended for me to move in, as much as I'd love to. You're actually probably lucky that I work all the way across town, or I would be here all the time, and then you'd never get anything done. She wrapped her hands under my head and kissed me hard. Our tongues battled for dominance, and I kneaded her ass cheeks and we thrashed about, scattering more popcorn. Very early the next morning we cleaned up our mess last night, and Becky made more popcorn while I vacuumed. Ironically, my red-headed sleepover buddy found the movie, The Butler, on Netflix, and we made it through maybe half before she fell asleep snuggled up next to me, my dick loosely held in her hand. I don't think she ever let go of it for the entire time. I had carefully disengaged her and moved the bowls before we had another mess on our hands and then snuggled up behind her, spooning her welcoming butt and holding her breast. I would have woken in just that position, but with my standard morning wood. But this morning, I was on my back and I had wood, but it was now between Becky's soft lips. Her tongue massaged the bottom of my hard cock as she made her way up and down my length, one hand slowly stroking what she wasn't sucking and the other massaging my balls. I must have moaned a little and she looked up, her mouth full, but still managing a smile. Good morning, she gurgled, or something like that before backing off of my slobber-soaked cock. She continued to slowly jack me off, never missing a beat. I need to get going, but I had to have this big, beautiful thing once more, so just lay back and come for me, baby. Taking me back in her mouth. Yes, madam. I moaned as I dropped my head back down and closed my eyes, more than willing to do as I was told. Becky giggled with her mouth full at the reference to last night's fun and games and shifted gears, determined to have the hired help begging for release. Continuing the role-playing was out of the question as before I knew it, the ravenous redhead had me at the peak and I was ready to tumble over the side. Oh God, Beck! Was all I managed before I was arching my back, driving my pulsating member even deeper into the her accepting throat and releasing a healthy load of vitamin-rich, baby-making come down my favorite redhead's throat. Nearly choking, Becky managed to disengage herself and double-fisted the last remaining dregs out of me, catching it on her tongue until I had to push her off with my foot. She crawled up beside me and gave me a sloppy kiss, sharing my gift to her. Our tongues spread what come she hadn't been force fed and although some guys might find this a bit disgusting, I actually kind of came to like it and early on was reminded that after a successful pussy plundering, the victim was generally forced to share her own leavings after the deed, so it only seemed fair that I do the same. We lay there for a minute and just looked each other in the eye and the sadness I witnessed last night came over her again. I pulled her close and kissed her once more. I know you have to go to work for that slave driver of an end of yours, but if I had my way, I'd keep you here in bed with me all day. Becky sighed in resignation as she traced my lips and face with her finger. Yeah, it's tough work, 
helping customers all day and the only break is a quick lunch and if you're lucky, you'll get your pussy eaten at some point, but a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do. She gave me a peck on the nose. But I did promise Brit that I'd check up on you, so I'll call you later and we'll see what's up. Giggling at her innuendo, she looked down between us and her eyes grew big as she saw I was hard again. Do you gotta pee, daddy? She squeaked in an excited little girl fashion. Yes, I said like I was annoyed and this was all a big bother, getting up off the bed and taking her by the hand. Let's go pee. Oh goody. She squealed as she skipped along beside me all the way to the bathroom. After what seemed to be everyone's favorite morning pastime, holding my morning wood as I willed it to pee and they played fireman, Becky scurried around getting dressed for the first time in nearly twenty-four hours and headed home but not before giving me another dick-straightening kiss. I love you so much, she yelled over her shoulder as she skipped to her car. I love you more, I said, sighing as I punched the button to open the big rolling door at the front of the warehouse, and she honked and waved goodbye. I waved back, naked, with a limp, lonely cock. Sometime later that week well, I've almost muddled my way through an entire week without my sexy trio of roommates. Britt wisely made sure that my calendar was fairly full without being overwhelming and she checked in on me like a mother hen, making sure that all was well. The first couple times she called, I tried to garner a little sympathy, feeling lonely and unloved. She quickly cut me off at the knees as Becky had given her a full after-action report of Naked Day last Sunday. The calls weren't strictly business. Britt filled me in on the goings-on with the family, still wishing I had made the trip and around mid-afternoon on most days, I was kind of wishing I'd made the trip too. Like I said, Britt called every day while Gina and Kate had only managed to check in a couple times. Both were being kept busy by family, preparing for Christmas, and said they were glad that they had done their shopping here and then shipped it home earlier, but it didn't mean they were spared multiple trips to the mall. Gina's first call came while on one of those shopping expeditions and I could hear the sounds of hyper kids, all wound up for the coming holiday and the harried grumblings of adults who entered the Christmas season full of hope and happiness, but that was wearing thin as were their wallets. My awesome Amazon, with her long brunette hair and stellar figure tried to whisper so that she wouldn't be overheard, but still loud enough so that I could hear over the constant background rumbling of the mall masses. So how are you baby? Are you getting along okay without us? I was unsure whether I should yell over the phone, as I sometimes unconsciously do, or not. I'm fine, although it's a little lonely and quiet, but I'm getting a lot done. Britt made sure I had enough to do to keep me out of trouble. Yeah. Gina laughed as a chorus of laughing teens walked behind her, causing her to pause. Sorry about that. I guess I could have picked a quieter time to call, but I had a few minutes before mom drags me into William Sonoma and I needed a sanity check before that bit of adventure. Oh, William Sonoma, a cook's toy store. Probably a good thing we don't have one of those here. I'd have more gadgets in the kitchen than I do now. Yeah, down boy. She giggled. If you promise to be good while we're gone, maybe I'll bring you something back from there. No, no, I quickly insisted. They've got some neat stuff, but it's overpriced. Save your money and I've already run out of storage space in the kitchen. Tell you what, if you want to bring me something back, I know what I want. Oh yes, please. I've been racking my brain trying to come up with something. What do you want? She said, the want in her voice palpable. What I really want is for you to have a good time there but to hurry home soon. Oh God, she gasped, taken off guard. I could hear her sniffle slightly before she managed to come up with the words. George, lover, you don't know how much I want to get back to you and the girls. I love my family and all, but I'm spoiled now and I really, well, I just really love you and miss you and, and wait a sec. 
I heard her cover the phone in a muffled. I'll be right there, Mom. A little more rustling and she whispered into the phone. I'm back, sorry babe, but I, uh, can I call you later when I have some more time and maybe a little more privacy? Sure, sure, you go be with your mom and remember, nothing for me, okay? Yeah, okay, but hell I guess I've gotta go, so I'll call you later, and George? Yeah, babe? I really, really love you. And I love you too, so hang up and go have fun with your family and we'll talk later, okay? Okay, she said hesitantly. I love you, followed by the sound of a kiss. It took me a bit to get over that call but I just kept reminding myself that they would all be back sooner than later. I don't recall whether it was that same day or not, but my cell phone chimed, letting me know that I had received a text. I know I nearly giggled with glee when I saw that my precocious pixie, Kate, was on the other end. Hey stud, it read, how's it Hanjin, followed by a smiley face. Only Kate. I said to the empty warehouse and I replied, half hard and a little to the left. Well, she started it, and I could almost hear her infectious giggle. Only half? Wish I was there to help, followed by a frowning face. Me too. So what's up? Having lunch with the fam at the Cracker Barrel. Borean. I could picture it in my mind. My sweet, sexy little Kate, surrounded by doting family, yakking away like they hadn't seen each other in years, even though they all lived in the same town, while Kate sat in a corner of the booth and was busy texting like there was no one else around. The table was surely crowded with plates of fried chicken, creamed corn and mashed potatoes, gravy, biscuits and oh yeah, fried okra. I tried it once years ago and I'm glad that I've never seen it fresh here in the markets, not that I'd be tempted. Hope you're having a good time otherwise, I typed, adding watch all that fried food. I wanted to say something else, clever but not cruel, so I just stopped there and hit send. It took a couple seconds before she fired back. What? You afraid I'll pack on a couple LBS? Maybe it'll go to my tits. Another smiley face, but with the tongue sticking out. That's my girl, I laughed. Don't you screw with dem titties, cussing autocorrect and hitting send. Ha. Okay, so, whatcha wearing? Oh, we're going there, are we? I said again to the empty vastness around me. Just a pair of boxers send. Half a dozen smiley faces. Oh, show me. In reality, I had on a pair of jeans, shoes and a shirt as I had run some errands earlier. Well, crap. Quickly standing up and shucking shoes and clothes until I was in the promised boxers. I sat back in the chair and just took a selfie of myself from the chest down, the picture stopping at the bottom of my favorite Yosemite Sam undies. I hit send. I could imagine her snorting, trying to hold back the laughter when the picture filled her iPhone screen. In a minute, she replied, mmm, nice and one of my favorites. Sexy shot, but now I want to kiss you all over, not fair, followed by another frowny face. Before I could think of a response, she chimed in again with her own picture. I clicked on it, and it took me a second to figure out what I was looking until I saw the bottom of the table, complete with dried chewing gum. Below that was her taut belly with her tiny belly button and a bit of her hand that held the shirt up. It looked like she must be wearing a skirt or something and not her favorite shorts. Nice. I could kiss there for a while, adding a couple of kissy icons that took a couple more seconds before another announcement about an incoming photo chimed. I nearly fell out of my chair when a photo of her sweet pussy filled the screen, her lips wet and her tiny clit poking its head out. It was feigned by her welcoming thighs and the inside of her skirt. I knew she had honed her photography skills since she'd been here, but this one was suitable for framing, and it was taken with a bloody cell phone. Needless to say, I was impressed and now a little horny. Speechless, I texted back. Good, she replied. Your turn, really? 
Only fair and I want it hard followed by with a smiley face with an O for a mouth. That I can just took on new meaning. Well crap. Okay, give me a minute take you our time. Just brought dessert. Smiley face I opted to leave on the boxers and wrangled my little buddy out of his hiding place and then scrolled back to my nasty little one's work of art and thought about her sitting there, surrounded by family, kibitzing and eating pie while under the table she was shooting X-rated pictures. Again, I wished I'd have taken the trip and my mind put me there beside her, my left hand under the table, diddling her slick pussy, her right hand wrapped around my cock, churning for a little man butter, sorry. I could never really do what my mind had conjured up but in a flash. My boy was ready for his close-up and I fumbled with the phone with one hand while the other kept me at the ready. It took a couple shots to come up with anything that came close to rivaling Kate's earlier masterpiece. But I finally got one and there I even captured a droplet of pre-cum resting on top. I took a deep breath and queued up the shot and hit send. I waited for what seemed like forever, different scenarios rifling through my little brain. Correction, that would be my big brain, cause my little head, you know the one I still had my hand wrapped around. Well, it clearly has mind of its own, but it's really a one-track mind, and we know where that track leads. Anyway, I conjured up a scene of an elderly aunt peeking over Katie's shoulder, and then collapsing on the floor. I'm sure they blamed her heart flutter on the gravy. Thankfully, all was well as another text chimed, OMG. Later, gotta go to the little girl's room, followed by a bunch of winking faces and a slew of X's and O's. I laughed out loud picturing Katie clamoring over relatives sitting beside her in the booth as they grabbed at dislodged dishes of comfort food waiting to be boxed up to go, wondering where the fire was. I tucked myself back into my drawers after taking another look at one of my favorite lunch shots and sighed once more before gathering up my clothes and calling it a day. Saturday morning while the rest of the work week flew by. I did a half dozen shoots, mostly inanimates, you know, product shots and such. I have one customer who runs an import-export business, and he has what is really a kind of crappy website with little pictures of whatever he's peddling that month and for whatever reason, he drags all of that stuff into the studio and has me shoot pictures of it for the site. That's all well and good, and of course, the photos are first-rate, but on the site, he doesn't take advantage of the pictures and that you can't enlarge them to get a better look at whatever you're thinking of buying. I know that that part is on purpose. I don't know what his return policy is, but I'll bet that most people are less than impressed when they get it in the mail. He could really shoot everything he needs to with his cell phone but this is an account that Britt brought in and I'll bet you a nickel that my foxy blonde charmer of a partner had a lot to do with his bringing us his business. In fact, he was more than sad when I told him that Britt was out of town until after the first. Britt has called every day and we reaffirmed our love for each other each time and we knew that we would soon be back together so we didn't dwell much on being apart. I did pass along Kate and my little texting tryst and Britt nearly blew a gasket laughing and making me promise not to delete the thread. I also mentioned Gina's call from the mall and Britt said that she had talked to her also and Gina did seem extremely anxious to get the holiday over with and back to California. I was mulling over the past week and wondering how I would get through the next two weeks, all by my lonesome. I had scraped the last of the oatmeal out of the bottom of the bowl when my cell announced Becky calling. Hey Bex, I said happily. Hey, yourself, babe. She cooed. Well, did you make it through the first week unscathed? Yes, I said as passionately as I could muster. The memories of you and our day together carried me through the long and arduous days since, but now I find I have a craving. Are you calling to offer to quench those desires? Jesus Christ, my panties are wet. Are you writing these down? No, they just flow naturally from the tongue. Well, I'll attest to that being a very talented tongue and yes, I'm calling to. How did you put it? 
to quench your thirst. No, quench my desires, but if the talents of my tongue are what you long for, then I'm sure my thirst will be satisfied as well. Okay, enough of that or I'll have to sneak to the bathroom and rub one out real quick, she now whispered. I take it you're at work, I said, whispering back, like it mattered. Becky replied giggling. Yes, wise ass. I had a customer walking toward me, but Lisa intercepted her. So, I asked, a little too excitedly. Do you have tomorrow off again? Yes, she said, with the same excited tone. In fact, I get off at two this afternoon, so. You know I'll take all the Becky time I can get, so I'll see you at what, about three? Actually, Aunt Virginia asked me if I could run out to the ranch and reset the thermostats in the house and in the barn. She seems to think that we get real winters here or something. She knew that I would probably be spending my day off with you, if I could, so she said I should just take off early today and drag your fine ass up with me and make a short weekend out of it. What do you say? Did Ginny really say fine ass? You bet your fine ass she did, and that's a quote. She giggled. So can I drag you out to the boonas and have my way with you? Well, I'm not sure how I could turn down such an eloquent offer. So yes, I'll gladly accompany you to the far reaches so that you may ravish me to your heart's content. Good lord, are you so bored that you've been reading the girls' romance novels? She laughed. No, maybe it's just a bit of cabin fever or something. So yeah, I'm looking forward to some time at the ranch. Maybe we can do a couple more scenes for your aunt's growing collection. Yeah, Becky snickered. She didn't say it in as many words but she did let it slip that she had had some glitches with her security system at the ranch and she'd had some work done on it, so God only knows. You don't suppose she's wired the house now, do you? I asked. Wouldn't surprise me a bit, and now that you say it, she did mention that she had a cord of oak delivered, just in case we wanted to build a fire in the living room. Ah yes, making love in front of the roaring fire. I didn't notice, but is there a nice soft rug in front of the fireplace? Becky inhaled hard and I heard her shuffling around and then a door close. Holy S-H-I-T! She nearly screamed into the phone. I held mine away from my ear, waiting for whatever was coming. Sorry, she said in a normal volume. That sneaky little twisted, oversexed minx. I think you mean cougar. I interjected. Cougar, minx, leopard, civet, they're all sneaky cats. A civet? Yes, a civet. Don't you ever watch Animal Planet? Anyway, it's just another wild cat. What I'm getting at is that I saw an invoice on the desk the other day for a company that I hadn't heard of before, and it was a personal invoice for Ginny so I didn't give it much thought. Naturally, I did look at it enough to see if it was something for the store, and it said something like Ursa's Black or something. All right, hang on. I interrupted. I may watch more ESPN than I do Animal Planet, but I do know that Ursa, or Ursa's has something to do with bears. Isn't the constellation Ursa Minor in the shape of a bear? Oh my god, I'll bet we're gonna find a bear skin rug in front of the fireplace. I don't know how I feel about that, you know, an animal giving up its life just so I have a comfortable place to get screwed. She said cautiously. Well, I don't know anything about bear skins or hunting or any of that. I'm pretty sure that whatever your morals are in that regard, the skin isn't illegal or anything, unless she has contacts in China or something like that. Yeah, she conceded. I've never put much thought into it, really. I mean, I've seen a lot of mounts, you know, deer heads and such, and I couldn't kill an animal just on hanging on the wall, but I guess I kind of understand the hunting side, and if you don't waste it, you know, if you eat it, then I guess I'm probably okay with it. I agree, and not to get all icky with it, but when you think about the commercial side of meat production, it's probably a little bit more humane if that makes any sense. Anyway, enough of that. 
So I guess we can expect to find a bearskin rug in front of the fireplace when we get there? Yeah, and it's a little cliched, but making love on a bearskin rug in front of a roaring fire does sound pretty nice. She sighed. Yeah, I can scratch that one of the list then, and now I know we'll probably find a camera in the living room. I laughed. Oh, you have a list? She asked. Well, sure, everyone has a list, even if it's not written down. You may have not thought of it as a list, but I'll bet you have one. Yeah, I have a list, she said softly. But I'm more interested in your list. Other than the making love in the firelight on a bearskin rug, are there any other items we might tick off your list this weekend? Well, you never know in this year. After getting to know you and the girls, my list seems to keep growing. I teased. Okay, I'm interested in the growing part. She giggled. So we're on for this afternoon and tomorrow? In a heartbeat, I said enthusiastically. So I'll come pick you up at the store? I have to grab some things at home, so how about picking me up there? I'll text you the address. Okay, how about food and such? Do we need to stop and pick anything up or I can get it before I come and get you? No, you know, amazingly, the fridge and pantry just happened to be freshly stocked. Aunt Virginia sort of threw that info out there and I didn't bother to ask why. I may never fully understand what goes on in that woman's mind. Well, I think I have a fair idea. I laughed. But I'm more than willing to go along with it. Yeah, like they say, no sense in looking a gift horse in the mouth. Don't you mean gift bear? Oh, God. She shrieked. It better not still have the head on it. Don't worry. I kid it. If it does, it'll be looking the other way. Or maybe we can tie a bandana over his eyes so he can't watch. Yeah, funny, haha. She sighed. Anyway, I better get back to work so I really can get out of here early. I'll text you when I'm about to leave here, okay? Sounds good. I'll go pack my toothbrush and my sexiest underwear. Lord, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing you and I'll text you. Love you? I love you too, so get back to work and we'll see you soon. Party poop. Bye. Followed by a couple kissy sounds. Later that afternoon, asterisk asterisk in spite of my GPS. I found Becky's apartment and was pleasantly surprised to find that all she had with her was a gym bag, and that wasn't very full. So that's it? I asked with a look of surprise as I threw her bag in the back seat of the truck. Well, it's only tonight and tomorrow and I really didn't intend to be wearing clothes much anyway. She winked as she stepped up on the running board and slid into the truck. I managed to land a love sweat on one cheek that was poking out of the bottom of her cut-off Wranglers. She had made herself comfortable in the middle of the bench seat by the time I climbed in. I gave her a kiss before buckling up and making sure that she was too. I put my hand on her leg, just above the knee and ran it back and forth appreciatively. I think I'll always drive a truck. Why's that? She cooed, spreading her legs a little more. It's about all you can get without bucket seats and I'm not willing to give this up. Tucking my hand between her thighs, my wrist against what was left of the crotch of her shorts. Uh Uh-huh. She moaned as she squirmed in her seat. Well, we better hit the road. Starting to retrieve my hand to start the truck. Here, let me, she said softly, her left hand reaching for the ignition. Successfully fired up, her hand went to the shifter and she slipped it into reverse and after successfully backing out, she slid us into drive and we were on our way. This is nice, she said, the wind blowing through the open windows, her long red hair playing in the breeze. She was snuggled up as close as she could be without sitting in my lap and she relished the fact that the truck did indeed ride like a truck, just enough vibration and bouncing to keep it entertaining. I could feel her heat against my wrist and after a bit, my hand began to fall asleep. I know there is a better term for that, 
but regardless, my hand and fingers began to become numb. Sweetie, as much as I love you keeping my hand warm, it is starting to go numb, so if you don't mind... Oh, I'm sorry, babe, it was just, well, very comfortable, but you need to be comfortable too, here. As she lifted her leg and butt and pulled my hand free. Not letting go, she massaged my hand and wrist until I was back to normal. All better? She asked. Yeah, thanks. I said, assuming I would regain ownership of my hand now. Silly me. Good. She said softly as she snuggled in closer yet and slouched down and threw her right leg up on the seat. Here. Leaning her head forward and wrapping my arm behind her head. Now I knew where we were headed and I dutifully followed. Her left hand popped a couple more buttons on her shirt as her right hand moved mine under the open shirt until I had a handful of firm breasts, her erect nipple tickling the palm of my hand. There, that's better, huh? She purred as she closed her eyes. Wake me when we get there, okay, lover? I gave her breast a squeeze. Hey, before you nod off their sleeping beauty, I googled minx, and it's not a cat. It's like some kind of old slang word from Europe for a promiscuous young woman. I said proudly. Yeah, whatever, close enough. And then she drifted off. I kissed the top of her head and gave her tit another little squeeze and she purred like a little kitten. With little traffic and the help of power steering, we made it to the ranch in record time. Becky grumbled as she had to get out and open and close the gate behind us, leaving her breast unattended. Pulling up to the house, the horses and Don, the horny donkey, strolled out into the pens to see who had arrived. We'll check on them in a minute, Becky said as she unbuckled and slid out the door. She waited for me to join her on her side of the truck and she looked incredibly sexy, her hair in disarray, wild and windblown and all but one button undone, great cleavage and those long legs and short shorts. Come on. I nearly reached for my camera, that I did remember to bring, but she had already turned and was headed to the front porch, and I was happy to watch her perky but bounce as her boots kicked up a little trail of dust that gladly followed her. I'll get the bags. I yelled out behind her. Thanks, lover. She giggled as she bounced up the steps, purposely multiplying the bounce per step of her nearly clad but cheeks. The little guy downstairs didn't miss a step either. I heard her laughing and clapping her hands as I stepped over the threshold. I knew it, she said, bending at the waist to run her fingers over the black fur, the denim splitting her cheeks. I dropped the bags on the floor and joined her, but I was more interested on the softness of her supple ass. Mmm. This'll do. She moaned as she stayed bent over and my fingers strayed further south. I would have gladly let her feel how soft the bear felt on her bare back, fire or no fire, but she suddenly stood upright, nearly knocking me on my back. Oh, sorry, baby she said up on tiptoes to give me a kiss. Let's get our chores out of the way first, and then we can play house. She giggled as she stepped around me and headed back out the front door. I followed her out to the barn and I automatically looked skyward to see if anything looked like it had changed or was new. Looks like the guys fed them this morning. Becky yelled from across the barn. She was referring to the couple of high school kids that her aunt paid to come out and check on the livestock a few times a week. Becky glanced at a clipboard hanging from one of the gate posts. Yep, they were here this morning and the calendar is even marked that we will be here for the next couple days, so guess what? We won't be disturbed. And quickly pulled her shirt the rest of the way off, and then struck a sexy pose against the rails of the horse pen. Damn, I said, admiring the view. You'd think being a professional photographer, I'd have a camera with me at all times. Well, just take one with your mind and like they say, you'll have it forever. Stretching and just generally teasing me. Oh, trust me. I've got the picture and I think I've probably copied it to a dozen folders in this little pea brain of mine. 
as I walked up to her and pulled her to me. Becky strong-armed me. Hey, all's fair buddy, shirt off. Gladly. I complied, her warm skin now pressed to mine. We kissed long and hard, tongue to tongue, hands to ass. Hmm. This is nice. She whispered as we held each other tight and swayed to unheard music. Yes, it is. As I ran my hands over her soft back and waist. I glanced out the door, and it was nearly dusk. It's gonna be dark soon. Where would the firewood be? I think we should try out that rug tonight. Giving her but a hug. Just what I was thinking. She said as she ground against me. There is an actual wood shed to the side of the house. It should be in there. Okay then. And I tried to break her hold but she hung on tight. No, I don't wanna. She whined, rubbing her tits on me as she peppered my chest with little kisses. Come on, little one. I said, as I pried her loose and took her hand. I started us in the direction of the big doors and then remembered. Oh, where's the stat? The what? She asked, looking up at me with those big, dreamy green eyes. The thermostat. Nodding upwards to the big gas heaters that hung over the stalls. Oh yeah, it's right here. Pulling me over to the corner post of one of the pens. It controls all the heaters, kind of averages everything out I guess. Shrugging her bare shoulders as she punched some buttons and then turned us back toward the house. I'll go get the wood. I said as we approached the house and I spotted the shed. You go on in and rustle us up some grub there, woman. Giving her a swat that sounded harder than it really was but she played it up. Hey, be careful there, stud. You don't want to bruise the merchandise before you get the fire lit. And she was off with a laugh, red hair flying behind. I gathered up plenty of wood and left the majority of it on the porch. A couple of trips and I had the wood laden and ready for a romantic time. I spotted the shorts and boots on a chair before I made it to the kitchen and sure enough, naked except for the smallest pair of underwear known to man, Becky was singing to herself and dancing in front of the counter, her little but just a bouncing. Her hair still hung loose and she whipped it around as she wowed the audience with her singing and dance prowess. It dawned on me that I had never heard her sing. In fact, I don't think I've ever really heard any of the girls let loose with the tune. I just leaned against the door and listened, yeah, and watched, but mostly listened, and damn if she wasn't pretty good. The red-headed songstress finished with a big crescendo, and the crowd went wild. Actually, she provided the crowd too. Yay, whoop whoop, encore, encore. I joined the audience, and let out a big whistle and clapping and she spun so fast I thought she might screw herself into the floor. Shit, you scared me. Holding her hand to her chest, and then glared. How long have you been standing there? I walked up to her on her make-believe stage and hugged her tight. I think it was just after the first chorus. You're pretty damned good. Why haven't I ever heard you sing before? She pushed me away and then smelled my chest. You need a shower, Buster. I pulled her back in tight and rubbed her against me like a cat marking its territory. There, now so do you, so why haven't you sung to me before? Pushing away again. Sing to you? It's not enough that I moan and groan for you, or scream out your name. Now you want me to sing for you too? Turning back to the counter. Now go take a shower while I finish up dinner. You too. I said and without warning or hesitation, I did make sure she wasn't holding a knife. I spun her around and threw her over my shoulder and headed upstairs for the bathroom. Put me down you beast. She laughed and struggled, sorta, to get away. I finally let her down and she stood there and tried to glare at me with her arms crossed across her generous chest. I slowly dropped to my knees and looked at the tiny strings that made up the majority of her make-believe panties and I peeled the down, emphasizing the roundness of her butt, until I could let gravity take hold and drop them to her feet. 
She used my head to balance as she lifted one foot to let me untangle her and then the other, which left me no option but to dip my head in and French kiss her sweet slit. Oh, you sneaky fucker, she moaned as she grabbed my head with both hands and held me in place. I stood back up before her and let her help finish undressing me. It was a lot more work, what with the boots and socks, jeans and boxers. Following my lead, she had me lift one foot, then the other to remove the pooled clothing. Conveniently at eye level, she took my half-hard cock in her hand and said, Hey buddy, hope you're well rested because I intend to wear you out this weekend. Think you can handle that? Giving the head a kiss. My cock responded, nodding its head in the affirmative and she giggled. Okay, we have an understanding, so let's get showered. I've got us some finger food for dinner so I figured we could snuggle up in front of the fire, feed each other and then work on scratching an item on that list of yours. How's that sound? As she wrapped her arms around my back and gyrated against her little buddy. The shower, if you recall, is plenty big for two, so in the name of water conservation, we shared and for the most part behaved although I was fully erect and she was wet, and not just from the shower. We teased and tickled until we were nearly dry and went back downstairs, sans clothes, and Becky returned to the kitchen while I cautiously lit the fire. I'd already checked the flue to make sure the damper was open, but you can never trust a fireplace the first time you build a fire in it. As I watched to make sure that the chimney drew well and no smoke was rolling out into the room, I listened as Becky began her second set, singing up a storm. Just as I was about to head to the kitchen to see if I could help, my songstress came out with a tray loaded with an assortment of meats and cheeses, fruits and bread. I paused to look at her beautiful face, framed by her lush red mane, and she cleared her throat to bring me back to earth. Sorry. As I grabbed the tray and started to look around for some place to put it. Don't ever say you're sorry when I catch you looking at me. It's a bigger turn-on than you know to be admired like that. Anyway, just set it on the rug. Do you want a beer or shall I open a bottle of wine? Wine sounds nice, more romantic. I said, talking to her backside as she walked back to the kitchen. Turning, she caught me once more and giggled, then turned and placed a hand under each ass cheek and pulled up and let go, and they bounced delightfully. She continued on, singing happily. I poked the fire while she uncorked the bottle in the kitchen, returning with two glasses and a bottle of Pinot Noir. Still humming the tune she exited to, I took the bottle and glasses from her and sat them on a side table. May I have this dance? Holding out my hand, Becky's eyes fluttered and she sighed. I would love nothing more, she replied softly, taking my hand. Now I'm not much of a dancer, in fact, I pretty well suck at it, but I can fake a slow dance if it just involves shuffling my feet and hanging on. Pressed tightly against one another, we tickled our feet on the long-deceased bear's backside as we danced. I was still humming and Becky began to softly sing, her breath tickling my nipple as she nestled against my chest. Eyes closed, Becky close, my mind drifted to a place I didn't recognize. So comfortable and calm, as corny as it sounds, it was just like I was floating amongst the clouds and an angel was singing just to me, softly caressing me with her voice. I lost track of time and would probably have been content to dance the night away as they say, but the magic was broken by a stifled giggle. What's so funny? I asked, surprisingly annoyed at my dream time being interrupted. You're tickling me. She giggled, with a bit of moaning, gyrating against my heart on that had materialized while we danced. I pulled her tighter. Hey, it's not my fault. You're the one with the sexy singing voice, you seductress you. Teasing. I didn't know I possessed such powers. She mewed, continuing to sway to the unheard melodies. My cock was nearly throbbing at this point, 
and it was too early in the evening for any kind of resolution to this problem so I pried us apart and managed a kiss before saying, Trust me, you have powers you don't even know of, but you have to promise me that you will only use them for good, never evil. Well that got to her and she lost it, laughing out loud. Come on, I said to the ribdickled redhead, taking her hand and leading her to sit down in front of the fire. I'm hungry and it all looks so good. Okay, she sniggled, catching her breath. But we're dancing again after dinner. All right, I said, placing the food between us and reaching for the wine. Maybe a little horizontal rumba. Giving her a corny wink. Yeah, I could do a little rumba on the rug. She giggled at her own joke, running her fingers over the soft fur. Dinner by firelight was slow and leisurely, and we talked about this and that, and the teasing was kept at a minimum with the tray of food acting as a tease-free zone. Well, that was nice, but I'm full and I need to poke the fire. Standing up and stretching before stepping over to the hearth and prodding the coals and then adding a couple of logs. Bent at the waist, I knew I was putting on a bit of a show and my audience took note as I started to move. Not so fast, Becky purred. I was enjoying the view. You look pretty sexy backlit by the fire. You should keep that in mind for your next shoot. Well, I just happened to have my camera over there. Nodding toward the stairs. No, she replied, getting to her knees and grabbing the tray and putting it up on the side table, clearing the rug. I just need to snuggle right now. Reaching for me. I took her hand and joined her on my knees and we embraced, kissing softly before sinking down onto the fur, the fire warm and the light dancing around us. We held each other and kissed, caressing, legs intertwined. Her butt was warm from my attention and that of the fire, and I rolled us to reflect the excess heat from her backside. Regardless, her front side was soon equally toasty, as the snuggling became more energetic and I tried to get some space between us to cool down, but she wasn't having it. I rolled her onto her back and pushed off with my arms beside her as she tried to pull me back. I spotted the surveillance camera, I said somewhat breathlessly. That slowed her down as her green eyes grew in surprise. Really? Not so surprised to not take advantage of our separation and take my cock in her hand and stroke it slowly. Where? I nodded toward the fireplace. Up at the ceiling line, just under the beam. It's really small and it would look like a knot if I hadn't seen the reflection off the lens. I'm betting that it's focused on the rug here, not on the front door. Well, we're not surprised, are we? She said with a lustful look in her eyes, her fingertips playing with the tip of my heart on. I just looked down at her, waiting for, well, I don't know what, when she said. And you did promise me a dance after we ate. So I did. I answered, bowing my back for a quick kiss before pushing back. But first, I need a little dessert. Don't let me stop you. She said huskily, her hand in my hair, giving me a helping push as I descended until I came to the sweetest morsel in the house. Her aroma told me she was ready, hot and ready as my tongue dipped in for a sampling. Yes. She hissed as my tongue slithered up from the bottom of her delectable puss, pausing to nibble at the nubbin that peeked out. Settling in and thinking about the camera angle looking down from above, I slid my left arm under her butt and reached up for her right tit, her nipple anxiously waiting. With my right hand, I pushed her leg out wide, nearly perpendicular to her frame, opening her pussy to me and whoever may be watching at the other end of the digital connection. Oh God! She moaned as I began to partake of the last course. I nearly hyperextended my tongue, wanting to give Aunt Ginny a good view but the thrashing the redhead was doing probably made close-ups nearly impossible. Looking to stabilize the set, I pushed back and up on my knees, I took possession of both legs and rolled her up until her but was off the bear, her legs split wide and the cherry on the sundae there for the taking. 
I paused to look down at her, and her green eyes flashed her desire as she chewed on her lower lip, knowing what was coming next. Not one to linger when the surprise is gone, I attacked, spearing her pulsing rosebud with my tongue. Oh fuck! She moaned, pushing from within, willingly opening for the invasion. My stiffened tongue slipped past the constricting sentry as I tongue-fucked her delectable ass. Foo, 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 foo! She grunted as I had bobbed, my tongue deep in her hot ass, my nose now slick with her juices as it dipped teasingly into her pussy with each thrust. The flailing redhead had found her throbbing clit, and when the time came, she pulled the trigger, and she exploded, and I was soon drowning in her juices as she squirted for me for the second time. Her body froze as she ejaculated on my face. I backed out enough that she was able to see the clear stream rebounding off of my forehead and feel it running over her pussy and ass and dribble onto the bear below. I could only imagine how it looked through the secret surveillance camera above. Convulsion ceased. I slowly lowered her butt to the bear below. Oh baby. She panted, reaching up with both hands to the sides of my head and tried to drag me to her. Wanting to keep my ears attached to my head, I eased up her body kissing and leaving a trail of her juices like a snail until our lips met, and she kissed me long and hard. I'm so sorry, she said repeatedly as she licked her cum off my face. I moved my head back and forth playfully, like a big puppy, smearing as much of the thick, sweet fluid on her face as I could until she gave up and just laid there giggling. I lapped up after myself, and when I was satisfied with my efforts, I pushed up and looked down at her glistening face. I love you so much. She whispered, puckering her lips, asking for another kiss. Leaning down, our lips met and my cock found its way home, slipping silently into her welcoming pussy. She gasped in our kiss and her tongue plunged deep into my mouth, fucking me back. Content to just enjoy her afterglow, we embraced and made almost undetectable movements. Making love, not just fucking, we kissed and petted, interlocked until we both felt the pressure build. Come for me, baby. She moaned, raking her fingernails up my back her heels locked behind my knees. Fill my pussy, baby. I want to feel your hot come deep inside me. God, I can feel your cock swell. Come on, give it to me. Give me your cum, baby. Give it to me. Happy to oblige, my cock swelled, sealed inside her pulsing cunt when I came, and came hard. My arms were under her back and I grabbed onto her shoulders and pulled down, making sure that she couldn't move, like my powerful ejaculation might blow her clean off my cock and across the room leaving me to make a further mess on the once-proud creature beneath us. O-H-F-U-C-K, I'm coming again! She cried out as she wrapped her legs under my ass making sure that I didn't let her pussy push me out into the adjacent room. Locked together, my cock and her pussy worked each over until we had nothing left to give. Some time later my butt was cold and when I realized where I was and I moved my hands down and felt Becky's ass cheeks, equally as cold. We had passed out and then to sleep until the fire had gone out. Our fronts were still warm as we were still wrapped in each other's arms and for all I could feel, my cock, now my morning wood, was still lovingly held in her sweet snatch. Mmm. She moaned as I moved my hands up and down her smooth backside. Good morning, I think. Kissing her lips softly, not trusting my breath. Good morning. She murmured. And you too. She giggled, her pussy hugging my cock. Burying her head under my chin, like a kitten under the covers, she said. I don't want to get up. Yeah, I said. But your butt's cold. Squeezing each cheek. And I need to pee. Flexing my cock. My disheveled redhead moaned as her pussy clinched my wood and then released. Okay, I need to too, so hurry up and then come back and get the fire going again. 
I'm not ready to get up yet. Her pussy hugged me tight as I made my escape and she moaned her disapproval loudly. Hurry up, I gotta go too. I stood up and stretched and got my footing before I headed to the downstairs bath. I heard her singing again until the splashing waters drowned out her sensuous serenade. Next, I yelled out, taking two steps to the left to splash water on my face. I felt the breeze as she stormed into the bath, and then there was a satisfying sigh and what sounded like someone filling the toilet with a garden hose. I glanced to my right with a questioning look. Sorry, she whispered, like someone else in the house might hear. But I really had to go. I know the feeling. I laughed, and then looked around for some mouthwash or something to get the furry feeling out of my mouth. Becky read my mind. There should be some mouthwash under the sink, she said as she was reaching for the toilet paper. I found the big bottle of minty freshness and poured a little into a Dixie cup from a dispenser on the counter. I haven't seen one of these since I was a kid. Picking up the plastic holder, turning it over to see if was indeed an original Dixie cup dispenser. Yeah. Becky giggled as she dabbed and then reached back to flush the toilet. It's probably a collector's item now. As she stood up and took the cup from me and took a swig, swirling it around before spitting into the sink. She caught me staring at her in the mirror. What? Oh, uh, taking the cup back and throwing back the dregs and swirling them around in my mouth before spitting into the sink, really just stalling. I don't know, I just thought it was kind of sexy the way you just matter-of-factly just did that. Pointing to the mouthwash bottle and the sink, she looked at me like I had just sprouted a second nose. You thought gargling and spitting was sexy? Raising one eyebrow. Well, when you do it, yeah, kinda, I guess. Shrugging my shoulders. Becky looked down at my half-hard cock and shook her head. Weirdo, now get out of here and get that fire started. Giving me a slap on the butt as I turned to leave. I'm not sure how she did it, but she looked just as fresh and gorgeous as she did before we crashed on the rug last night. I had the fire going once more and she walked into my arms and we shared a long, deep kiss. Last night was perfect. She purred as she buried her face in my chest hair, wallowing around like she was chasing an itch. Taking my hands, she led us down until we were once again lying parallel to the flames in a tangled embrace. Between the kissing and the roaming hands, I was soon resurrected and Becky purred loud as she took me in her hand and stroked it lovingly. Letting go for a second, she rolled away, onto her side and latched back onto my cock. Spoon me, she said softly. I followed and had one arm under her neck as a pillow and my hand on her hip. With very little coaxing, she had me back where she wanted me. Wiggling and realigning our legs, she let out a deep sigh and took my hand and brought it to her breast and held it there. I nibbled and kissed her neck and shoulder, and her pussy gave my cock a loving hug. I think we should just stay here all day, she said softly, squeezing my hand on her tit. Works for me, but we may have to call for delivery, I said, timing the growling of my stomach perfectly. Okay, she sighed, somehow commanding her pussy wall to ripple down my cock, pulling me in tight. I just want to enjoy this as long as I can. As long as you want, baby. I answered with a flex of my own and a kiss on the neck before resting my head on my arm, enjoying our closeness. Sometime later that morning. George, George, baby, wakey, wakey. Followed by a nibble and kiss on the ear that sounded like the crack of a rifle. I woke with a start. What? Oh, hi. I said in my grogginess. I tried to focus on the lovely nakedness kneeling beside me. I think you've had all the beauty sleep you need. She giggled before leaning down and contorting herself enough to kiss me on the lips. My hand went automatically to her leg, up over her hip, her butt just out of reach. Sit up, baby, 
She giggled again, grabbing my wandering hand and trying to pull me upright. I made us some brunch. Your tummy growling kept waking me up, tickling my back. I managed to push myself upright and leaned against the couch when I heard a strange noise. What is that? Tilting my head like an old dog. It's raining, silly. She laughed as she sat down next to me, hip to hip. The roof on the porch is metal, so it's kind of loud. I'm glad you piled a bunch of wood on the porch yesterday, cause it looks like we're housebound for the day. Her hand snaking its way to my lap. It looks like we'll just have to spend the day inside until it's time to head home. Her hand now wrapped around my growing cock. I put my arm around her shoulder and pulled her in tight and kissed the top of her head. I can think of worse ways to spend a rainy day, naked on a bearskin rug with a roaring fire and a beautiful redhead. She gave me a gentle squeeze, turning her head for a kiss. I think this will go down in my diary as a perfect day, too. Collecting her kiss. So you keep a diary? I asked, my draped arm now caressing her right breast, teasing a stiffening nipple. I have since I was a little girl. She shivered, and not from the cold. So out of curiosity, what goes into a diary? Just notes of the day. Well, she said, slowly drawing my cock up and down in her soft grip. Yeah, you know, special things that happened that day, things of note. I don't put down what I ate for breakfast or that kind of thing, but well, like last night, that'll definitely go into my diary. She sighed as she reran last night in her head and turned to look down at my now hard cock. Yeah, that will definitely be in the book, probably in all caps and maybe in red ink. She sighed again before ducking down and giving the tip of my dick a little kiss. Before she got carried away, I pulled her back up and turned her until she laid across my lap, looking up at me. Her green eyes shined and a blush broke over her chest before I brought our lips together and we kissed deep. Half propped up in my lap, her long legs stretched out toward the fire, wiggling her toes as we talked and I teased her nipples. We rambled on about this and that, her dreams and mine, silly ideas we both had growing up about how our lives would be. Yeah. She sighed, taking her seat back beside me and reaching for the forgotten tray of food she'd brought in earlier. I'll have to look back, but I'm pretty sure that preteen Becky never dreamed about anything like you and Britt, Gina and Katie. She handed me a cold cream cheese-covered bagel, but not before taking a bit for herself. I had a pretty vivid imagination once puberty hit, but I never dreamed of anything like the last couple of months. Never, ever, ever. As her hand once again laid claim to my dick. Becky managed to feed us both and reminisced about her childhood while still managing to keep me at half-mast. I love to listen to the rain, she said and paused for a minute. I remember once when I was probably about ten or eleven, we were visiting here and it was raining and I thought it would be fun to run around outside in the rain, so when no one was looking, I snuck out the back and ran around on the lawn and I was soaked in seconds. Under the trees, it seemed to rain even more than it really was. I think the leaves kept a lot of the rain back until it just couldn't hold back anymore, and it just poured down. It was so much fun. There was another playback pause until my cock was in a death grip and Becky turned and squealed. Have you ever made love in the rain? Before I could answer, she was up on her feet and grabbed my arm to pull me upright. Come on, she said, excited as a little girl running to the living room to see what Santa had left under the tree. Wait, pausing at the bathroom. Let me get a couple towels. Sprinting in and out before continuing to drag me to the back door. We stood on the small covered porch and I reached out to feel the rain pouring off the roof. I don't know, Bex. It feels like a pretty cold rain to me. Ah, come on, you big baby. She laughed as she dropped a couple of towels on the porch before throwing one over her shoulder and grabbing my arm with both hands and dragging me out into the rain.
She had us halfway into the yard before she dropped the towel on the grass and began to laugh and twirl around with her arms out wide, her face looking up into the canopy of leaves above. Once again, I longed for a camera, a waterproof one, as I watched the red-headed water nymph dance and play. Her long red hair, her creamy skin, the green grass, the muted light, it was a perfect combination. Once again, Becky caught me off somewhere else and was laughing as she grabbed my hand. Come on! Dragging me along. Have some fun, dance with me. As she began to twirl around again, her wet hair whipping out behind her. As she should have remembered, I'm not much for dancing and I can't think of a time that I ever twirled, at least not when anyone else was around. I half-heartedly twirled and that only made me colder and remembering why we were out here in the freezing rain, I pulled the whirling redhead into my arms and kissed her hard. I ran one hand down to her chilled ass and slipped my fingers between her cheeks for warmth, the other snake between us, tit in hand to warm it. You remember why we're out here? I asked as her left hand searched in vain for her favorite plaything. Yeah. She replied with disappointment in her voice. But little George doesn't seem to like the cold. Finally finding him hunkered down against the elements. Maybe he just needs a little encouragement. She said, trying to hide the sound of her teeth chattering. With great reluctance, I let her pull me down to the cold, wet towel. Straddling my chest with her back to me, she backed up until her pussy was parked over my already wet face, rivulets of rainwater coursing down the crack of her sweet ass, adding to the rainfall. Grabbing her hips, I pulled her down until my lips were sealed around her slick snatch. If I had to drown, I'd rather it be in pussy juice than crystal clear rain. Becky's warm mouth found her chilled plaything and we both tried to find the romance of making love in the rain. Becky's pussy was wet and warm, so at least my tongue wasn't freezing and belly to belly, our front sides were relatively comfortable. My cock was fine as long as the big guy was ensconced between her warm lips, but he still wasn't standing tall and jumping for joy. Becky shivered despite my constant running of my hands up and down her backside and she finally admitted defeat, rolling off beside me. Still smiling she spun and wrapped herself in my arms and we hugged tighter. I guess we need to wait for a spring rain. Her teeth chattering. I would have kissed her. I loved her for the attempt but I was afraid of getting my tongue tenderized. Come on! Standing up quickly, taking her and the soaked towel with me and heading for the protection of the back porch. Dropping the drenched towel and grabbing the two dry ones, we quickly dried each other enough to let us back in the house. Christ Almighty! She said, shivering so much that I was now a bit worried. I scooped her up in arms and carried her up the stairs and sat her on the upstairs toilet while I reached in and got the hot water going in the big shower. Anything would have felt warmer than what we had left outside, so I pulled her in and closed the door behind us, wrapping my arms around her and let the warming water wash over us until I finally had to turn it down a bit. I may not put that down in my diary, she said softly into my chest, her shivering slowly dissipating. I danced with her in my arms, slowly turning like a chicken on a spit, moving the hot water over all her backside then mine. Thankful that the house had a generous supply of hot water, we were finally thawed and after a quick once-over with a washcloth and some froofy-smelling body wash, we begrudgingly turned off the water and stepped out. The cold air hit us and we immediately went into dry-slash-hug mode. I worked on drying her hair as she hugged me tight. Babe, your butt is still cold. Vigorously rubbing her little hands over my ass cheeks. I'll live. I said softly into as I ran my fingers through her long tresses, hoping to avoid any massive tangles later on. You're about as dry as I can get you. I said, dropping the towel to the floor. Let's get back in front of the fire and get warmed up. Becky looked up at me and nodded and then started for the living room, 
but not before grabbing the big comforter off the bed. Some time later I'd thrown a couple more logs on the fire before wrapping my redhead and I up tightly in the down-filled comforter atop the bearskin rug. I woke up sweating like the proverbial pig, smothered in blanket and supple warm body. Becky snored lightly, her face nestled in my chest and I tried to unwrap myself, at least partially. Wrapped tighter than the number two carnitas burrito at my favorite Mexican restaurant, I finally gave up and whispered to Sleeping Beauty. Becky, Becky, sweetie. M-H-um, humph, grumble, grumble. Burrowing deeper into my chest. I tried to break her hold, working my legs and arms, but the girl's hold was impressive. I even tried rolling onto my back and carrying her with me, figuring it would either rouse her or loosen our fabric bonds. Finally, after enough thrashing around, Becky mumbled something unintelligible and I gave it another try. Becky, wake up lover, I'm burning up in here. What? Oh shit. Why is it so fucking hot? Her turn to start trying to rid her of her bonds. We finally made our way out of our cocoon and lay there next to each other panting. I looked over at her on her back. A light sheen of perspiration covered her womanly form. Situated between me and the dimming firelight, her body glowed, her nipples stiff on her generous mounds the gentle slope to her soft tummy. Oh, for that elusive camera. She shivered in the wild temperature swing and I snuggled up to her once more and wrapped her up again, more loosely, and scattered soft kisses on her shoulder and neck. Turning her head, she sought a kiss and rolled to her side to look me in the eye. Sorry, she said, with a weak smile, looking for forgiveness for something. Sorry for what? For dragging you out into the rain and nearly giving you pneumonia. Snatching another kiss. Yeah, well, it sounded like a good idea at the time. Maybe we'll get a summer storm and can try it again. But till then, we'll just stick to the rain setting in my shower at home. Giving her a peck on the nose. Oh, yeah. She giggled, snuggling up a little tighter. Before the girls get back, maybe we can do it under the star lights in the rain. That would be fun. We just need to find some realistic artificial grass to lay on. She said with a sigh. I think that can be arranged. Pulling her tight and kissing her deep. Becky purred in our kiss as my fully awakened cock knocked at her front door. Late afternoon we spent the rest of that morning and early afternoon making out and making love on Yogi. Yeah, Becky had to give the rug a name. I thought it was a little weird and even made me a little uneasy thinking about doing the nasty on what was left over of one of my childhood friends. But she insisted and how do you argue with a beautiful, naked redhead when she has her lips wrapped around your cock? I hate to be the party pooper, but I guess we should consider getting this show on the road. I said, nuzzling her neck and toying with her ever-erect nipple. Becky sighed, clinching her butt cheeks, hugging my happy cock. Yeah, I suppose. I could do this till we run out of firewood. Flexing her talented cheeks again, trying to get a rise out of me. Squeezing her hand on mine that had a firm grip on her breast. And I guess we probably gave my aunt enough finger-banging material to keep her happy for a while. Finger-banging material? I laughed, causing her to giggle and squirm. Yeah, I'll bet you she's sitting in her office right now with the doors locked, legs up and her hand buried in her horny fucking pussy, she said with a throaty growl. She lifted her right leg up, hooking it back over my leg and reached for my cock, tugging it till she had my full attention. You really think she's sitting there watching us right now? My cock excited at the thought of being the subject of a remote peeper. Yeah, I just kind of have this feeling, you know, an intuition or something. Suddenly letting me go and sitting up. Sit up, I've got an idea. I grumbled and groaned for effect and sat up next to her, our backs to the couch and facing the dimming fire. Becky moved over until we were hip to hip and she threw her left leg over my right and spread her legs, 
flashing the camera looking down on us from above. I finally caught on and spread my left leg wide, my cock bobbing suggestively. Figuring we were going to watch Ginny get off as she watched us, I grabbed a handful. No, Becky corrected. You do me, I'll do you. She nearly panted. Our eyes met, her green eyes glistening. I love you. She mouthed as she wrapped her long fingers around my cock and began a slow stroking. My fingers wandered over her taut belly, through the soft tuft of the red directional arrow. Her pussy was an artesian well of sweet juices. Fuel. She moaned as my middle finger slid over her anxious clit, headed for her slick slit. She sucked in a deep breath, squeezing me tight as my middle finger dipped below the surface. I felt her thumb swipe the big drop of precum that had bubbled up from within and slowly began to work me soft and slow. This is so fucking hot. She groaned under her breath. Stare at the camera like you're looking Ginny in the eye, watching her pound her pussy while I jack of your big beautiful cock and you finger fuck me till I fucking scream. Fuckin' I moaned as I imagined her buxomant, naked and spread wide, her hand a blur as she tried to bury her entire hand in her sloppy snatch. I could hear her profanities as she drove herself to a body-quaking climax as she watched me drive her niece to the precipice. Fuck is right. Becky moaned, throwing her head back, pushing her crotch into my hand. I'd progressed to three fingers and the palm of my hand bounced off her mound, her clit reaching for contact. The telltale signs of an impending explosion surfaced her pussy walls tightening and loosening, trying to suck my fingers deeper. With that, her grip on me tightened and she picked up the pace. I'm there, baby. Fuck me, baby. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck Becky's ass came off the bear as I curled my fingers and thumped her G-spot, grinding on her sensitive clit. My sexy redhead screamed a silent wail of release, her pussy juices flooding over my hand till it ran off my wrist, dripping onto the helpless yogi below. Her release triggered mine and she recovered enough to watch a fountain of cum erupt from my depths. Muttering another guttural moan, my voracious ginger directed the last of my givings to land on her still quivering belly. That sight alone caused me to erupt once more, painfully watching my cock spew whatever remnants it could gather. In self-defense I grabbed her wrist in an attempt to keep from doing further damage. I felt her eyes on me and looked over, her eyes hooded, beads of sweat on her chest and a shitty grin on her lips. I think you broke me. She smiled as she willed her pussy to try to expel my tired fingers. I know I pulled something. Afraid to move too much. Becky smiled as she released me, reaching down to grab my wrist and I watched as she cleaned my fingers one by one, relishing her own taste. I'd have gotten hard again just watching, but I was spent. Finished with her own, she gathered the deposit I made on her belly and sucked that down before leaning down and gently ministering to my spent little buddy. I pulled her up and wrapped her in my arms and kissed her, out tongue searching for any leftovers. That was amazing. Running my fingers through her long tresses. You're amazing. Her eyes glistened, a tear forming at one corner. Takes one to know one. Running her hand over my cheek and drawing me down for another kiss. I think we need one last shower before we go. She said, our lips still touching. We both sighed in resignation, sitting up and blowing kisses to the camera. Midweek the visit to the ranch was never buried very deep in my memory, and having given Brit a blow-by-blow account made it even less so. She and the girls were getting antsy to get home and only had Christmas at the end of the week to get through and then the week until New Year's. Both Gina and little Kate had called her earlier and they were looking into coming home a little earlier, giving their families a song and dance about holiday travel madness made worse by the recent bungling by TBS. I was more than happy to help in any way that I could accommodate their early return. 
perusing the web for flight availabilities, my cell rang and Becky's custom ringtone rattled through the rafters of the warehouse. Hey, Bex, I answered, delighted to hear her voice. Hi, lover. She mewed, my cock instantly responding. How are my boys doing? She asked softly. Boys? Yeah, you know, you and Big George. She purred. Big George was now half awake. Uh, Big George? Have I been demoted or? Never mind. Big George and I are just fine although Big is a bit lonely lately. Big? She giggled. Yeah, well I've been a bit lonely without Big around too. Don't you let him come out and play? She giggled again. He doesn't seem to be too interested in playing with me lately. I said, trying to sound forlorn or something. It didn't work. I think you spoiled him last weekend. Poor baby. She whispered. Maybe I should send you a copy from the yogi cam. Now I just laughed out loud and I could hear her try to stifle her laughter. That's cute, the yogi cam. So I take it we did okay? Okay? Still trying to speak softly but contain her excitement. And Virginia nearly ripped my arm off dragging me into the office on Monday to show me the video. She said her favorite part was the last one where we got each other off while looking at the camera. Baby, I watched it with her while we fingered each other. It was so fucking hot. It was a little weird watching me watch myself, but I came so hard just watching and remembering how you got me off. I used a half dozen pages in my diary on that alone. Fuck, I'm dripping right now just thinking about it again. Yeah, well Big has a pretty good memory too. Hang on while I adjust my shorts. Making a bunch of grunting noises like it was a real chore. Damn, I wish I was there to help you out. So anyway, what I'm calling about is Christmas. She said in a normal volume. Ginny asked if I knew what your Christmas plans were, and I said I had no clue. I think she's just looking for a way to get into your pants, but I can't say I blame her. She said, back in the lower register. Well, I hadn't really thought about it, what with the girls gone and all. Well, if it's okay with you, Ginny, and well, I thought that since we just have each other, that maybe we should share Christmas with you, being you're almost like family anyway. She snickered. That would be great. I said without any thought. Britt will be happy to hear I won't be all alone on Christmas Day. So when and where and what can I bring? Well, that's the thing, babe. I've talked about your place so much that Ginny is kind of Johnson to see your place. Johnson? How old are you really? Hey, I read and I've got learning and all that. Quit picking on me. Anyway, how about it? Can we invade your private domicile on Christmas morn? Well, yeah, I guess, but I don't have a tree or any of that kind of stuff. We don't need no stinking tree. She giggled. Sorry, I love blazing saddles. Anyway, we don't need a tree or decorations or presents. You hear me? No presents. And we'll bring the food, okay? Now repeat it for me. Okay, you'll bring the food. Wise ass, no, no presents. I repeat, no presents. Now try again. All right, no presents. Good boy. Becky giggled. So that's in what, three days? Crap, is that right, just three days? I think we have the same calendar. And you're sure about the food? Yeah, Ginny'll be crushed if she can't make Christmas dinner. But I think I can get her to tone it down to just three courses. All right, well I'll provide the drinks in the house. What time? Crap, I don't know. Uh, How about an early dinner? Say we get there about three. Works for me. I'll stop eating now so I can make room. That's great. She laughed. Ginny will love that. But be warned, she a Midwest farm girl. So there'll be no shortage. Christmas morning. What the? I moaned as my cell phone interrupted a dream that had me harder than advanced calculus. I glanced at the time and then recognized the ringtone as Brits. It wasn't even four in the morning yet and a wave of panic rolled through me. 
No way she would call this early unless something was amiss. Brit, what's the matter? I asked, worry in my voice. Oh? Oh shit, uh, Merry Christmas? She squeaked. Merry, what, oh? I'm sorry, babe, I was so excited, I completely forgot about the time difference. I could see her worried frown from here and my heart broke a little. I missed her so much. I'm glad you called and Merry Christmas to you too. I paused for a second to swallow the lump that had formed in my throat and croaked. I so want to kiss you right now. Dead silence. I glanced at my screen to make sure we were still connected and then heard a sniffle on the other end. What? No mom, I'm fine. Another sniffle and then a loud raucous blast that started me laughing. What's so funny? She asked, now clearly a little annoyed. I'm sorry babe, but I may have permanent ear damage after you blew your nose so close to the phone. It took her a second but she started to laugh too, my favorite sound in the world. Well you kind of deserve it, making me cry on Christmas morning. Mom's really confused now. I could imagine her looking across the room at her mom who was probably shaking her head in wonder. God I miss you and I so want to be lying beside you in bed right now, waking up on our first Christmas together. Sniffling again. Yeah well next year. And by the way, we wouldn't be awake yet, remember, it's not even four o'clock here. I reminded her. Yeah, well, I'll warn you now, Buster, that we probably will be up because I can never wait to see what Santa brought me. Sleeping in on Christmas morning is not an option, so be warned, she said with authority. Duly noted. I chuckled, sitting up and grabbing my cock, squeezing it hard. I really had to pee. I'll probably just have to spike your eggnog the night before to make sure you let me have my beauty sleep. She laughed again. First off, you couldn't force feed me eggnog, that stuff's gross. Secondly, you are pretty enough, you don't need extra beauty sleep, and thirdly, lowering her voice to a whisper. About now, my favorite toy is probably hard as a rock and needs to make a trip to the little boy's room. Now it really hit me and no amount of squeezing was going to hold back last night's beer so I stood up and began to shuffle toward the bathroom. You know me too well, I said with a slightly pained voice. So I'll call you back in a minute, okay? No, she protested loudly and then dropped back into a whisper. Take me with you and put it on speaker. Ah, jeez, I muttered under my breath. There was no sense or time to protest. I really had to go. Just in time, one hand against the wall, phone in hand and the other hand where I so wanted Brits to be, I unleashed a torrent that sounded like a fire hose filling the backyard pool. Oh, my poor baby, you really had to go. I can feel it in my hand, your hard cock pulsing as I hold on to it, pointing it to put out the fire. God, I miss my favorite toy. Here, are you done now? Let me shake it for you. A moment passed. Oh, your cock is still so hard. A gravelly whisper. I love to play with your cock, making it all hard. Do you like it when I stroke your big hard cock, lover? I stood there slowly stroking my cock, hypnotized by my lover's voice. God, yes, it feels so. What? I'm still on the phone. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. A couple seconds passed. Shit, baby, I'm sorry. I so want to be home with you. I mean right now. I love my parents and all, but it's been long enough and while I love you and miss you so much and now my panties are wet and you're standing there with a heart on that I'd give anything to suck on right now. Damn it. Okay, I'm finding some way to get home earlier but now I have to go have Christmas breakfast with the fam, so. Her voice dropping into that low and seductive level once more. I'm going to go and have breakfast like the good girl that I am, but while I eat... I want to think about you lying in bed thinking about me giving you the best blow job you ever had. I want you to come so hard that I can't take it all and it dribbles out of my mouth, 
running down your cock, over your balls and then onto the sheets. I want you to have to do laundry this morning, babe. I want you to come for me like you haven't since I've been gone and when I get back, you'll do it again. But I'm gonna swallow all of it, baby. Okay, baby, can you do that for me? Jesus, babe. I moaned, squeezing my throbbing heart on tight, trying to calm down. Okay, yeah, we need to get you home sooner than later. Now you go have a nice breakfast and wish your parents Merry Christmas for me, okay? I love you more than you know. Well, I love you more, so go dirty some sheets for me and oh, wait, do you think you could manage a video Christmas gift for me? She said in that dirty tone. Oh, Christ on a crutch. I groaned as my cock jumped at the idea. I'll see what I can do. Oh, goody, that'll be the best present I get today. I love you so much. Have a good day and say hi to Becky and Ginny for me. Early afternoon while I managed to get Brit's Christmas present in one take, like another take was an option. It was a bit wobbly and the sound sucked but it was overall quite impressive if I do say so myself. I texted it to her about mid-morning and by noon I had three overly gushy thank yous. Yeah, you read it right, three. And you know who the other two were. I was a little surprised there wasn't a fourth, but I'd be seeing her this afternoon, and to be honest, I think my girl may have been a little jealous of Becky's access to Brit's plaything. I did what straightening I could, fluffed pillows on the couch, that kind of thing and about quarter to three, my cell went off, announcing that Becky and her aunt were just around the corner. I hit the remote button, activating the massive rolling door and a full-sized van with the Western Wear store logo plastered on the side, screeched into the warehouse. My guess was that Becky was driving, given the landing and sure enough, my favorite cowgirl sat behind the wheel and pulled her steed to a halt in front of me and my home. Quickly shutting her down, Becky threw the rig into park, threw open the door and flew out, launching herself into my arms, wrapping her long legs around me. I glanced over her shoulder as we hugged and watched Aunt Virginia do a slow 360, her eyes wide. Merry Christmas, Becky sang in my ear before turning her head and giving me a nearly suffocating kiss. Merry Christmas to you too, I replied, my hands slipping under the leg openings of her cut-off jeans, firmly holding one of my favorite butts. We kissed again until we heard a clearing of a throat behind us. Do I get one of those? The sexy cougar asked. Begrudgingly, I released my hold on Becky's butt and sat her on her feet, and then to her surprise, bent and pulled Ginny off the floor and planted a big one right on her. She scrambled to try and get her legs around my waist, but they were a bit too short, so I gave her but a reassuring extra squeeze to let her know that I had her. My hands had slipped under the short pleated skirt she wore, and I had two hands full of warm firm flesh. Merry Christmas, George. She chortled, squirming in my hands before going in for another kiss. Get a room, Becky yelled, laughing as her voice echoed throughout the cavernous surroundings. The echo got Ginny's attention and she turned, looking for the source. Wow. Wow indeed, I replied, giving her ass one more caressing squeeze before setting her back on her feet. Cat, she said laughing as she gave me a sweat on my own backside. Becky described your place but I never saw it like this in my mind. Lord, Lord, you could fit half a dozen of my barns in here and rattle em around. Yeah, I'd have never bought a place this big, but it was too good a deal to pass up and it's worked out pretty well. Over there, pointing to the far corner, is where Gina and Kate's swimwear empire is based. Over there to the right and coming all the way back around here is where I shoot and this. Turning us around is my humble abode. Well, it's certainly not your regular kind of house but you do save on yard work, don't you? She said, still somewhat in awe. But he does have a great deck in Virginia, up on the roof. 
It's got a great view of the city and the bay and when planes come in for a landing, they are just about at eye level. I've actually seen people wave at us from the plane. Becky sidled up to my side and gave my butt a little pat. And it's great place to sunbathe too. So, anxious to move it along. Becky, why don't you give Ginny the nickel tour of the house and I'll bring the food in. Okay, it's just the one big cooler and then a couple of banker's boxes. Come on Ginny, we'll start upstairs. Grabbing her hand, Becky led her up the stairs while I opened up the back of the van. Grabbing the cooler, I heard from above. How many people have a king-size canopy bed and a shower in their office? Ginny wondered out loud. I've been meaning to talk to you about putting a bed in our office. It would be a lot more comfortable than those office chairs or your desk. Becky giggled. Hush, girl. Her elder admonished her in a hushed voice, still audible thanks to the acoustics of the warehouse. George may get the wrong idea. Wrong idea about what? The redhead continued to giggle. Her aunt evidently was still giving her a stern look. What? You know that George knows about us, right? Well, yes, of course I know. I'm not an old fool. But it isn't something a lady just goes about spewing for the rest of the world to know about. There are some things that need we need to be at least a little circumspect about. Ginny paused a bit and stood at the rail and looked out over the great expanse. You don't tell him everything about us, do you? The answer wasn't quickly forthcoming and I could almost hear Ginny shaking her head before Becky said, Well, I haven't told him about last night, you know, about my Christmas gift. Well, I wouldn't think you'd had time to, but that isn't the kind of thing I was talking about and you know it. Ginny stated, Yeah, well, it's the biggest and best present I've ever gotten and if it's possible, I love you more than ever. Followed by the sound of a big wet kiss. Okay, enough of this mushiness, let's get on with the tour. I want to see this shower you keep talking about. Followed by a pair of giggles. I had the boxes and cooler on the island when they came in. Who else is coming to dinner? I asked, waving my arms over all the food. I warned you there'd be no lack of grub when you leave my aunt in charge of the menu. Giving Ginny a big side hug. Well, there's nothing much better than leftovers, so why not make plenty? Was her answer. This is a damn nice kitchen, but come on Becky, show your old aunt where all the action takes place giving me a wink and a little air kiss. I shook my head in mock disbelief and laughed while Becky blushed. Go ahead, babe. I said, nodding toward the bedroom. I made sure to straighten up and put the toilet lid down before you ladies came over. There was a lot of owing and eyeing and I heard the shower go one briefly. That is one hell of a shower. Ginny said as she joined me in the kitchen. Maybe you'll give me personal tour later. She said in a throaty whisper, her hand giving my butt a squeeze. That can probably be arranged, and not to be pushy, but I've fasted for the last three days in preparation for this meal. I kidded. So. Lord, yes. She laughed. Let's get you fed. You're gonna need to keep up your strength. Giving me a wink and another glacial caress. Becky dear, come help us get set up, will you please? Anything for the best aunt in the world. The redhead replied, giving her aunt a big hug. Ginny looked over Becky's shoulder and gave me a knowing wink. Two hours later. Man, that was a meal Ginny. Now I need a nap. Collapsing onto the couch, unbuttoning the top button of my jeans. Well, I'm glad you liked it. She replied as she snuggled up beside me and leaned in for a well-deserved thank you kiss. Her hand rested on my thigh as Becky took up her post on my other side. How about my kiss? I helped too, you know. Leaning over me, her hand on my other thigh. Gladly, I answered, locking lips with my redhead. Thank you too so much for all this. It was going to be a pretty boring Christmas otherwise. Well, I'm glad we could help, 
but I think it'll be anything but boring before it's over. Ginny nearly moaned, rubbing my thigh just a little higher than before. Becky gave me a questioning look and then green eyes grew bigger, my cock expanding under her hand. Well, just give me a couple more minutes to digest. Closing my eyes, trying to ignore Becky's inquiring glance. Her hand slipped up and gave me a good warning squeeze, letting me know she knew that something was up. I managed a slight grin. After a couple of quiet moments, Ginny announced, Okay, time for presents. Moving her hand to my knee and pushing herself up onto her feet. Presents? Becky chirped, flying out of her seat. You didn't, we didn't, you already, I mean, presents? Calm down, sweetie. Ginny took her niece's hands in hers. It's just one last little thing to sort of commemorate our partnership. George and I have it all worked out. Confusion covered Becky's face. Wait, what, you mean? Looking over at me and then back at Ginny. George knows. I mean, you only told me last night. How could he? Settle down, girl. Pulling her in for a hug and lovingly running her hand through the long red hair that cascaded down Becky's back. George has known for a while, at least a little of it. I asked for his counsel and his discretion. As in all things, he didn't disappoint. Giving me a thank you look. Becky arranged and rearranged it all in her beautiful brain before turning to me. And you, Buster. You knew? How long have you known? She asked, moving in and raising up on her toes until we were nearly eye to eye. Well, I stuttered until I did the only thing that made sense at the time. I wrapped her up in my arms and kissed her hard and deep. Wrangling tongues and groping hands threw her off for a couple minutes until we both ran out of breath. Parting lips, she held her eye lock on me, her green eyes glistening and she whispered. So how much do you really know? Uh, well, I stammered again and tried to glance over to Ginny who was sitting back on the couch and observing. No help, just a grin. Well, Ginny did tell me that she was considering retiring or something like that and giving you part of the business or control or something along those lines. I relaxed a little, pleased with my response. I don't think I really counseled her as she put it. I think she needed to say it out loud and see if I flinched. Ginny laughed softly and Becky poked me in the ribs. Ginny got up and joined us in a group hug. Did she mention the house? Becky asked from within the scrum. Uh, no. I replied. Just the store. Well, there's a little more to the story. And Virginia interrupted. Let's go back to the table and I'll explain. I could use some more wine. Following her to the kitchen, Becky squeezed my hand and gave me an inquiring look. No clue I shrugged. I poured us all a glass and we took our seats at the island. Ginny had the floor. Well, I'd been talking to my attorneys. She began, looking at Becky and then at me and I suddenly had an unsettled feeling. I initially went to them to find the right way to put Becky in charge of the business while I do some much-needed traveling, she said with a big smile. They asked about who would take care of the house and the ranch while I was gone. I hadn't really put much thought into it, but since Becky is the only one I'd trust with the store, it sort of made sense to lean on her for that too. Ginny looked over at Becky who simply nodded in agreement, and I'm thinking that this girl suddenly has a lot resting on her shoulders. Ginny continued. As the attorneys and I talked, we came up with what I think is a brilliant idea. She paused and Becky held her breath. This brilliant idea was evidently news to her. I've decided, and Virginia continued, that I should create a trust, a family trust if you will, and as soon as the I's are dotted and T's are crossed, the business, the house and the ranch will all be owned by the trust. I nodded my head. I saw where this was going. Becky sat there, statue still. Ginny continued. The primary trustees are me, poking herself in the boob. And you, 
reaching over and placing her hand on Becky's. Ginny and I looked at Becky and waited for a response. You could hear the gears turning as she looked at Ginny, then at me and then as she made her way back to her aunt. Her green eyes grew and she gasped. Yes, baby, go ahead and breathe, Ginny said with a smile. You are now part owner of a business, a house and the ranch. Becky's response was very Becky-like. After another couple seconds of head turning and nodding, she managed. Uh, well, I don't, what, uh, how is, why? Ginny laughed lightly and scooted her chair closer to her niece and wrapped her arm around her shoulder. A trust, she began, is a way to keep the government and the lawyers from screwing my heirs out of what's coming to them when I pass. She paused, which isn't happening anytime soon. To which both Becky and I sighed in relief. Ginny giggled and continued. Becky, you know how much I love you and think of you as my daughter. To which Becky nodded yes. So when I die, and I repeat, it ain't happening anytime soon, I want you to have the business, my house and the ranch. All the pieces finally fell into place and Becky turned to her aunt and took her in her arms with a strangling hug and looked over at me with a smile, and tears running down her cheeks. I managed to smile back and barely held back my own tears. Needing to breathe, Ginny managed to break the hug. Okay, okay, squeezing me to death won't get you rich any sooner. Ginny kidded, her hands now on Becky's shoulders. Becky stared at her aunt with watery eyes, questioning eyes. I guess I figured I had stayed quiet for too long. Ginny, that's brilliant, I said. I've been thinking that I need to do the same thing. I don't have anything but this place and the business, but I'd rather it go to someone I chose when the time comes rather than the government and a bunch of lawyers. Ginny glanced at me, nodding in agreement, and then back at her niece. Becky finally managed, wiping her eyes. Okay, God, thank you. I mean, okay, I get it, the legal stuff and, oh God. I mean, you don't know how much it means. Sniffling and wiping again. But, uh, why me? I mean, there's my mom, your sister, and your ex. Uh, okay, maybe not, but... Becky, Becky, Becky. Ginny huffed. It really shouldn't come as any surprise. You know the business and seem to like it, and I know you love the ranch. Doing a quick connecting glance from Becky to myself, and we may have both blushed. And I've been trying to get you to move into the house since you came here. I realized that you needed your own place when you first got here, but now, well I won't even be here most of the time and there is no sense in it sitting empty and you paying rent on that tiny apartment. And after all, it is your house too now. Oh God, this is so much to take in, Becky said softly. I hardly slept at all last night thinking about the store and all that means, but now, I just don't know. A worried wrinkle crossed her brow as she looked down at the counter. Time for me to put my foot in it again. I came around and went to Becky's other side and gave her a brotherly side hug. Hey, you can do this. You've got the store down pat and I'll help you move to the house. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And of course, you know that me and the girls are here for you whenever you need us. Becky gave me a hug back as I kissed the top of her head. And that brings up my last point. Ginny interjected and we both turned to look at her. The lawyer suggested that I have, or I guess we have, a secondary trustee. Just someone to step in if something unimaginable should happen. There was one of those pregnant pauses before Ginny said, And I'd like that person to be you, George. Now it was my turn to stutter and stare, but all I could manage was an open mouth and probably a very stupid look. Ginny laughed out loud. Hey, it's not like it's a forced marriage or something. Some day my girl here may find her knight in shining armor, but frankly, well anyway, the secondary can be changed if need be. Well, okay. I guess, yeah, if you want. I mean, if you both want. 
I managed to say, looking back and forth at them. Ginny's face told me that she had already made up her mind. Becky's was more a pleading, hopeful look, like please say yes. All right, I said. I still don't entirely understand how the whole thing works. But yeah, if that's what you ladies want, then yeah, I guess I'm your man. In more ways than one. They both said, sighs of relief as we all hugged once more. Breaking our huddle, Ginny called to order the new trust meeting. So George, if you can, sometime next week, before the first, we all need to get together at the attorney's office and sign some documents. They have a notary in-house, so we should be able to knock it out in an hour or so. I didn't bother to ask her how she could get the documents together that quickly. I knew the old girl was already three steps ahead of the rest of the world and she knew that I wouldn't say no. I think I can carve out a couple of hours next week. Laughing. Britt set it up to where I had no real work to do other than to prepare for their return. Smart girl. Ginny laughed. But from what I've seen, you don't have much to do unless you throw some kind of wild party or something before they get home. Fat chance. The redhead chimed in. Loverboy here isn't much of a partier, but I'd like to make sure that he has to wash the sheets once more before his harem returns. Hint, hint, wink, wink. She giggled. Good lord, girl. Ginny laughed. Subtlety never was your strong point. Shaking her head. I'll second that one. I added as Becky's cheeks turned a deep shade of red. Anyway, Ginny continued. There is one last thing to do tonight. Loverba, are you ready? She said with a suggestive smirk. Becky's eyes grew big and the word what never made it out from her lips before I answered. Yep, the backdrop is ready. All I have to do is set up the lights and we're ready to shoot. Ginny turned to a still perplexed and slightly nervous Becky. Since we are now partners in the business, I wanted a picture of both of us to commemorate the event. I thought about hanging it over the counter behind the register, but that might be a bit corny, so we'll probably have it in the office. But I really want one of us together, if that's okay? Okay? Tears rolling down her cheeks once more as she swept her aunt into another rib-crushing hug. That's just the cherry on top of the sundae. Thank you so much. I love you, Ginny giving her a big bus on the lips. I love you too, baby. Returning the more than familial kiss and I didn't miss the grabbing of the redhead's squeezable but No. Breaking her hold. We need to get changed. Changed? Of course, changed. We need just the right apparel for the picture and I just happened to have it in the van. Ginny said happily. Alrighty then. I said as I headed toward the door. You girls get changed and I'll go get the lights set up and we'll be ready to shoot. I wasn't sure they even heard me until I heard the giggling and the back door to the van slammed shut. We'll be a few minutes. Becky's voice echoed through the building. We have to touch up our hair and make up and then we'll be out. A few minutes. I chuckled to myself, knowing that translated to thirty minutes minimum. We heard that. The redhead laughed followed by the closing of the front door. I always forget how well the sound carries in here. In a bit well it wasn't quite a half hour but it was close when I heard the front door open and the sound of western boots skipping across the concrete floor. All set up and ready to go, I turned and watched my models approach from the shadows. No surprise, they both looked stunning from head to toe. Stetson sat atop their full heads of flowing hair, draped over the shoulders of vests and long-sleeved blouses with pearl snaps. They both had on short skirts that hit about mid-thigh and finished off with matching boots that hit about mid-calf. You ladies look gorgeous. I said as they stepped onto the edge of the background area. Ginny looked down at my bare feet, my sandals off to the side, and then glanced at Becky. Oh yeah, you haven't done this before, Becky said like a seasoned model. 
We can't get footprints on the shooting area or George has to do a lot of Photoshop work, so he always takes his shoes off and we'll have to clean off the bottoms of our boots before we go any further. Here, come over here. I beckoned the girls to the table I was standing next to and prepared a rag by spraying it with some industrial cleaner. Ginny, turn and face the table and put your hands on the edge. And she gave me a suspicious look before complying. Whoop. She yelped when I reached down and pulled her foot up, bending her knee and wiped down the bottom of her boot. Just like shoeing a horse, she said, steadying herself on one leg. Yeah, not quite, I said, looking back at the shapely thigh that disappeared under the short denim skirt. Next, as she obediently shifted from one foot to the other, me glancing at the matching firm thigh. Okay, Bex, you next. The red-headed wrangler sidled up next to her aunt and bent her left leg. Grabbing the offered boot, I ran the rag over the sole of her boot and looking back at another fine, toned thigh, I watched as the hemline slowly moved upward until it became apparent that my red-headed rancher had neglected to put on any knickers. A fine line glistened between puffy lips and she shivered as she felt a cool breeze kiss her pussy lips. Okay, the other, I said, glancing up at Aunt Virginia as she held her niece's skirt up atop a perfect ass. Becky wordlessly switched feet, spreading her leg out just enough to split those sweet lips and a slight, wet sound echoed. Becky tried to hold back a slight moan as her aunt moaned out loud, watching the bulge in my pants grow. Naughty, naughty girls. I sighed out loud. Okay, ladies, let's do this. As I led the way onto the backdrop. I had a number of props such as rocking chairs, a couple of crates, and even a bale of hay, and we spent nearly an hour shooting every conceivable combination. We shot with the bale last, as I knew it would make a mess, but honestly, the shots with the colorful horse blanket over the bale and the two sexy women, well, they were my favorites. Well, that should do it, I said, looking back at the laptop that displayed the shots as we went. I heard whispering and giggling over my shoulder, and something told me we weren't done yet. Hey, George, Becky sang behind me. Do you have that remote thingy you know, the remote that lets you take the picture without being behind the camera? Why, yes, Becky, I do have that remote thingy. Turning with it in my hand and showing it to her. What do you have in mind? Stupidly trying to sound innocent, but more likely ignorant. Becky somehow managed to fake a blush and Ginny just had a look of lust in her eyes, chewing on her lower lip before she spoke. I'm kind of jealous of all your girls enjoying themselves up in the hay loft, and since we just happen to have a bale right here, and a nice soft blanket and a camera, and well, glancing at my crotch. A nice hard cock. Do you suppose an old lady could get a couple of photos to keep with her when she travels? You know, just in case she need a little inspiration some. Dark, lonely night? Ginny batted her big eyes at me. What a performance, I said to myself as I started toward them. Uh, hold up there, cowboy, Ginny said, bringing me to a halt. You aren't really dressed for the part, so why don't you just loose the clothes there? Her eyes were bright with excitement and Becky just stood there and nodded her head, licking her lips. I didn't say a word, just looked Ginny in the eyes as I pulled my shirt over my head and dropped my shorts. My cock was rock hard and pointed at her, but she never lost eye contact until Becky let out a soft moan. Ginny's eyes then never left my heart on, bouncing slightly as I made my way onto the set. I stopped in front of her, close enough that the tip of my cock just touched her bare midriff. I know she felt a warm wetness on her belly, a droplet of precum anointing her. So, where do you want me? I asked. Ginny slowly brought her eyes back up to mine, and she shivered as she wrapped her hand around my cock, her fingers unable to circumnavigate my shaft. Looking back down, she slowly began to stroke my cock. Fuck me, she moaned. Great idea, 
Becky chirped. Now that she was part owner of the store and more, she stepped right in and took control. Having been involved in more than one extracurricular photo shoot, Becky knew what she wanted for her and her aunt. Here, she said to Ginny. You stand here at the end of the bale, physically leading her still entranced aunt away from me. Okay, bend over. Her hand on her aunt's shoulder and bending her at the waist. Okay, as she flipped her partner's skirt up onto her back. Lover, you know where to stand, giving Ginny a playful slap on her taut bare ass. Ginny looked back over her shoulder as I assumed the position, hands on her hips, cock tickling her pussy. Okay, now. Stepping over and straddling the hay bale, Becky pulled up her skirt and scooted around until she was within tongue's reach of her aunt. Becky's pussy was nearly dripping with anticipation and I really wanted to bury my face in her lush twat, but I wasn't calling the shots. Legs spread, leaning up on her elbows. Becky looked at Ginny, poised to feast on her niece's wanting pussy. Looking up at me, she smiled and mouthed, fuck her. I forgot for a second that I had two jobs to do, one to pose however I was directed, and two, to take the pictures. Grabbing my cock with my right hand, I worked it up and down Ginny's dripping slit, teasing her rosebud at the top before slipping back down. With my left hand behind my back, I had the small remote trigger hidden from the eyes of the camera and Ginny jumped as I slid the bulbous head of my cock between her sweet pussy lips and triggered the camera at the same time, the lights flashing. Oh fuck, Ginny moaned, her mouth now full of pussy, Becky's hand on top of her head, directing her and her pussy now full of cock. I buried my bone to the hilt and held it there, flexing it inside her tight tunnel and fired off a couple more shots. Sitting up, Becky chewed on her bottom lip as she looked me in the eye and then back down to watch my cock slick with her aunt's juices, piston in and out of Ginny's greedy cunt. Our cougar, or minx, as her niece called her, moaned as she feasted on her sexy kin. I think George likes your pussy as much as I do, Becky stuttered. Ginny's response was to grip my cock with her talented twat. My response was a quick swat on her ass. She squealed and Becky yelped as her aunt had been suckling on her clit, nipping it a bit in response to my fanny whack. Ah, uh, fuck me, sugar. Ginny moaned as I'd bottomed out in her stimulated snatch. Okay, off your cuck. Becky cried as her aunt sucked on her niece's stiff clit. Wee, 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 ah shit. Finally pushing Ginny off her feet. We need to change positions. I froze, my cock ready to plunge into Ginny once more. Fuck me, Ginny growled. I was about to come, pushing back trying to stab herself again. Yeah, well so was I, but we need at least a couple more poses before we're done. Becky nearly snarled, surprising me and her aunt. Okay, I said backing off, leaving Ginny bent over the hay bale, her pussy gaping and red, juices beginning to run. What's next? Uh, Becky stalled, the gears turning. Uh, let's just lose all the clothes. They'll just get in the way of any good shots and, well, hell, this isn't art anymore. This is just porn now. Hell yeah, Ginny said, standing up and stripped down before you could blink. Uh, Ginny, I said rather meekly. I think you should leave the boots on. Glancing at Becky for, I don't know, permission? Kinky. Becky smiled, dropping her skirt and slipping out of her shirt. Shoulder to shoulder, Becky and Ginny stood next to each other, alternated hips cock, pussies glistening. So? I flexed my cock, bouncing it a couple times, showing my approval. We spent the next hour or so in different poses. Me on the bottom, Ginny as the cowgirl and Becky riding my face as the two women made out above me. Then the girls in 69 with my cock plowing Ginny's cunt. On and on until the girls had gotten off a half dozen times each until I was about at the edge, ready to jump. 
Ladies, I'm not sure how much longer I can go so. Becky was about to set up the last scene when her aunt interjected. Can I suggest the last one? Of course. Becky and I said in two-part harmony. George, does your camera do video? Ginny asked sheepily. Uh, yeah, it does. I replied. Well, okay, well, uh, well, shit, I don't know why I'm embarrassed to ask this, but I'd like a video of you making love to my niece and, well, coming inside her and then, well, I want to suck your cum out of her pussy. Ginny was now as red as her niece's hair as she looked down at the floor, waiting for a response. Well, fuck. Becky shuddered. I think I just came. Her hand clutching her pussy. I will if I even touch myself. I confessed, my heart on visibly pulsing. A moment passed. So it's okay? Ginny asked, her eyes now locked in on my cock. Fuck yeah, it's okay. Becky said, now somewhat composed, walking over and taking Ginny in her arms and hugging her tight. I love you so fucking much. She whispered in her ear. Okay. Turning from the girls to grab the camera and tripod. The girls unclenched, and I asked. So Ginny, how do you see this going? Well, my favorite videos are up in the hayloft, so I think I'd like to see Becky and I sucking your cock to get you good and hard. Glancing at my dick that seemed to be glad for the reprieve. I don't see a problem with that. I smiled. Becky made a face at me. Then, Ginny continued bolstered with a little more courage. I want Becky on her back on the edge of the bale while you stand and fuck our favorite pussy until you bust a nut inside her. Both Ginny and I stared at her in silence for a second, probably looking somewhat dumbfounded. What? Her mind searching. Oh God, am I that old? Hell, I think we were just more creative back when I was young. You've never heard bust a nut? Jet your juice? Free the tadpoles? Crash the yogurt truck? And Virginia? Yogurt, tadpoles, yuck, gross. By now I was just laughing out loud and both women were staring at me like I'd managed to slip out of my straight jacket and was about to self-detonate, and then they both joined in. It took me a minute to get my breath back and any worry about premature ejaculation was long gone. Okay, okay. I half laughed, trying to get the train back on the track or maybe it was the yogurt truck on the road. Facing the girls who now sat on the bale, still breathing heavy. So Ginny, Becky is going to lie on her back on the bale and I'm going to. Don't say it, Becky warned. Ginny snickered and then tried, with some success, to make it sound as nasty and sexy as possible. After you're done, I hope you'll have the strength to grab your camera and zoom in while I, well, while I suck your cum out of my niece's pussy and lick her till she comes all over my face. Once again silence took over the room. George Jr. was awake once more and Becky was squirming where she sat. Again, Ginny stared at us both, digging deep in the said. Jesus, okay, after George pops his nuts in your bag of tricks, I'm gonna have my box lunch until you go over the mountain. Now I'm on the floor laughing and Becky's not sure what to do for a minute until both her and Ginny lose if and collapse in hysterics. Oh my god, Becky says as she catches her breath once again. I need to write those down. I'd love to use those on the girls, especially Katie, but I don't think I could do it with a straight face. Yeah, I laughed, back to a normal breathing pattern. I want to be there for that, okay, okay, Ginny interjected, her face receding from bright red to light pink. Now that the comedy portion of our show is over, can we get back to the fucking and sucking? She said it with a straight face and matter-of-fact tone and Becky and I managed to keep straight faces. Yes, ma'am. Turning my back to the set and grabbing the camera and tripod. Ginny sat her niece on the edge of the bale and I bracketed the shot, set it for video and grabbed the remote. Looks like George needs a fluffer.
Becky giggled, nodding at my deflated member, taking its first real break for the last couple of hours. Perfect, proclaimed Ginny. Part of the scene. Sweetie over here, beckoning me to stand in front of Becky. On your knees, taking Becky's hand and then joining her in front of me, both I too, while I to cock. Okay, lover boy, action. It took a second for me to catch on. Oh yeah, sorry. Mashing the button and seeing the little red light come on on the camera. Just like on a better porn movie, I had the perfect POV of two beautiful women sucking my cock and playing with my balls. I had a hand full of red hair in one hand and bottled blonde in the other. I wish I had a boom mic because the slobbering and sucking sounds, along with the moaning and humming, was incredible. Ginny finally let me loose and slipped back into director mode. Okay, we don't want him losing it yet so baby, let's sit your sweet ass here. Patting the blanket-covered bale. Okay, lay back and spread M. Becky shot her a. I know what I'm doing, Mom. Look and nearly did the splits laying on her back. My cock jumped as I looked down and saw what awaited me. Ginny also had her eyes glued to Becky's anxious pussy, lips puffy and red, juices flowing and clit peeking out. Licking her lips, Ginny cleared her throat and. Okay, baby. Grabbing my cock and leading me like I needed help. Pay attention to the camera. I want to see as much as I can of that big, beautiful cock of yours plowing my baby's field. Before Becky could make any remarks, I grabbed my heart on and brushed it up the length of her pussy, gathering her wetness and settled the tip on her clit and gently tried to insert it into my pee hole. Oh fuck, Becky yelped, her butt elevating off the blanket. The realignment was perfect and I slipped in and held it while my redhead moaned her satisfaction. Gimme, she moaned, her butt back down and I obeyed slowly easing my way, deeper and deeper until my balls kissed her ass and I leaned until her clit kissed me. I held my place and then gave it a little hip action and did that male kegel thing, trying to stir the pot. Ah, you fucker! Her pussy responded, rippling up and down my length. Okay, now just fuck her baby. Ginny commanded as she leaned over and took one of Becky's nipples and suckled. Ah, jeez! Becky moaned, pulling her aunt's head down, making sure we stayed put. Glancing over at the camera, I calculated the angle and framed the shot in my head. I grabbed Becky's long, left leg and pulled it up, her foot now tickling my ear. I started along, slow fucking, pulling her left butt cheek off the blanket just slightly, giving the camera a straighter shot. Wishing I had another camera overhead, I had the best view in the house, my hard, wet cock sliding in and out, her inner lips grasping tight, hugging my cock, teasing me. I played with different angles— making sure I hit all the bases while Ginny moved from tit to tit and then they kissed until Becky gasped for breath. I could feel the end approaching and I looked up and Becky's green eyes bored into mine and she chewed on her lower lip. I gave her a little wink and her eyes grew big and she managed the slightest nod. Slipping my hand under her left butt cheek, I lifted her up just enough to set my target. Her G-spot was in line and waiting. I think we both closed our eyes as I set my final assault, a flurry of short thrusts, the head of my cock nudging her inner trigger until suddenly the room was quiet and then she exploded. O-H-F-U-C-K, F-U-C-K, 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 F-U-U-C-C-C-K. She screamed as her body stiffened and then like a seizure, orgasm after orgasm rock her body. Ginny stood up straight and then held her, pulling Becky's head to her bosom, a natural instinct to comfort her. It was now my turn and dropping her but back down, I grabbed Becky's hips to hell with the camera and drove for home. Half a dozen full thrusts, kissing her cervix with each stroke and then. Becky! Our eyes locked and hers grew big and she grunted each time I came, 
round after round of sperm-rich love coating the inside of her pussy, mingling with her own juices. Neither of us had the wherewithal to speak, just grunting and moaning while Ginny whispered in her spent niece's ear, running her calming hands over the shuddering redhead. Drained and knees still shaking, I remembered my role as I felt my cock slowly deflate. I cleared my throat, catching Ginny's attention and did that head and eye nodding thing, projecting a line from Ginny to Becky's cum-filled sex. Nodding, she whispered once more into her lover's ear, kissed her on the forehead and stood up. Stretching for a second to straighten out the kinks, I marveled again at the body of this mature and sensuous woman. Tits so perfect, a twenty-year-old would be proud of them. Her classic hourglass figure was in perfect proportion to the length of her legs whose taut thighs framed a sublime example of paradisiacal pussy. Ginny quickly took my place and I staggered over and pulled the camera off the tripod. Kneeling at the altar of Becky, Ginny glanced at me briefly to be sure I was set and then moved to the final scene. Becky moaned once more as Ginny's long tongue traced a familiar path from Becky's crinkled pink star, up the valley of her flooded slit, and ending at her throbbing clit. Becky swayed trying to dodge her aunt's teasing tongue. I zoomed in, the screen filled with just pussy, tongue and mouth as Ginny sucked and licked, drawing Becky and my blended gifts, sucking the sweet nectar from deep within. She paused to turn her head and stick her tongue out to show me her harvest, and then swallowed before turning back and making love to her beautiful niece. Becky was pretty well thrashed at this point, but her skilled partner managed to bring her to a but-clinching climax. Ginny crawled up beside her glowing kin and snuggled up beside her, motioning for me to move in on the other side. We sandwiched Becky until we heard her cute snoring, eliciting a girlish giggle from her aunt. Motioning me to be quiet, we extricated ourselves and gently draped the remaining blanket over sleeping beauty. Can we look at the pictures? Ginny whispered. Sure. Leading her over to the work table. These are all static. I explained as I opened a folder and moved everything to one spot. In other words, they are all shot from one spot, but they can be cropped and such. Oh, she said, still whispering and leaning into me, her left breast mashed against my side and her arm behind me, her hand caressing my butt. Can we do that now? I glanced over had the snoozing ginger. She'll be out for a while, Ginny said softly, her fingers playing with the crack of my ass. Yeah, but it'll be easier on my desktop upstairs and we have bigger screen to work on them on. I said. Perfect. She purred, turning to face me with my cock quickly in her hand. And I recall seeing a bed upstairs too. Her eyes glowed as she stroked me slowly and I nodded. How convenient. Do you suppose we can give each other our last gift? The next morning I woke up alone again but a quick mental rewind of yesterday made everything better. With Becky, snoring softly on set, Ginny and I moved upstairs to edit some photos. Ginny's wandering hands soon made that an impossible task, so after a quick download to a flash drive, I was promptly assaulted by this insatiable cougar who had my cock in every hole she had finishing in her unyielding ass. Between my bellowing and her howling echoing through the cavernous building as we both came one last time, we managed to rouse Becky from her deep slumber, and she found us passed out on the canopy bed. I don't remember much after that so I managed to drag myself to the kitchen where I found a note from them both thanking me for about the best Christmas ever. Leaning against the counter, I sipped my coffee in the quiet and my eyes drifted to the portraits of my precious three that hung on the wall. Their beautiful smiles and hypnotic eyes made my heart hurt. Just one more week, I told the empty room. Just one more week. The end. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.